Welcome, everybody, to episode 41 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. I'm Corey. Corey is joining us live from Brooklyn, his new home. Uh, so he is uh, via Skype, right, Corey? Yes, Dan, I am. Uh, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, Tyler has uh, also joined us in fake, studio. That was a fake delay. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I knew it was. I enjoyed I enjoyed the joke. Tyler's also uh, joined us in studio. So Hi, everybody. What's going on, Tyler? Not much. Uh, before we get into our nibble bits, tease what we're going to be talking about later. I'm going to be talking about The Witcher 2 again. I played a little more of that, not as much as I would have liked, but uh, more Trials Evolution, FIFA Euro, the expansion for the FIFA game, and then The Walking Dead game, Episode 1. Is that what it was, Corey? That's what it was. All righty. Uh, okay, nibble bits. Corey, why don't you get us started? Oh, boy, I got a lot. Well, sort of a lot. We had a, a long week. Um, I only have two. You better not fucking take them, Corey. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, Skyrim Xbox 360 DLC Dawnguard is coming this. Is that one of them, Eric? That was uh, one of mine, too. Shit. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, no probably details other that than one. that unless you guys have some details. Not a one. Nope. Yeah, just the name, um, and that's it. The- uh, Diablo 3 gamers will have the option of global play. I guess in the past you were limited to where you lived. Um, who you played with online. So that's cool if you want to play with Chinese people or Italian people or whatever ethnicity is your choice. Mm-hmm. Um, Nintendo recently confirmed that starting in August, all self-published games will be available in digital form, and that will kick off with the new Super Mario Bros. 2 for the 3DS. Um, I guess it's sort of a, a, a bigger push for digital um, from Nintendo, and I guess they're promising day one downloadable retail games for the Wii U. At launch, okay. so good on the Wii U, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. I'll know when I buy one in the fall. Well, there you go. You'll be able to download download all your games. I don't like that though. I'm probably gonna get one too, Dan. <laughs> okay, we can Angry play Birds, online. Sorry, Angry Birds Space became the fastest growing mobile game of all time after passing the 50 million downloads mark in oh, 35 yeah. days. It's pretty sweet. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't even like it, to be honest with you. Shut up. How dare you? <laughs> I thought it was good, but... Yeah, I did too. Jeepers. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, Uncharted designer Richard Lemarchand uh, has left Naughty Dog for a teaching position at USC. Apparently, he's still going to design games, but I would never he decided leave a Naughty to take dog. a cushy professor's position yeah. instead. Yeah, that was pretty cushy. They got good football, too, there. They have what? Good football there. Oh, yeah. It's USC, too. There's probably tons of babes. Oh, tons of hot babes. But not in the... It depends on what he's going... Did it say what he's going to be a professor for? Game design? Eh, it probably did, but I didn't care. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's probably not a lot of babes in game design. If you're going to do... What's the... Phys ed? What's the... What's the major for gym teachers? Oh, yeah. Physical uh, education. Yeah. Or, or like physical therapy, that sort of stuff. That's where the All tricks right, are. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Uh, the new Call of Duty has a title and release date, and it is COD Blops 2, otherwise known as Call of Duty Black Ops 2, and the release date is November 13th. I think we're going to talk about the debut trailer. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about more than just that, buddy. A little bit later on. Um, Nintendo stated that there will be no Wii U price or launch date announced at E3. Uh, the Portal 2 level editor will release on Steam as part of its Perpetual Testing DLC for free on May 8th. So, Portal 2 fan, I don't, I don't know if I'd have a fun time designing levels for that game. Why not? 
I don't know. It's like it's a puzzle game, and I, I don't know. I too, just don't think it'd be fun making puzzles. Too much thought, right? I mean, yeah. probably a lot of thought goes into those things. Yeah, and I'm sure they. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's like algorithms and stuff they use when they build those games that I probably wouldn't have access to, or maybe I would, but I can guarantee I wouldn't know how to use them. Right. Uh, and my last one is the one I'm most excited about: PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale roster. Um, the first five characters were announced. Mm-hmm. This is the Smash Brothers style game for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kratos is the first one, the guy from God of War. Fat Princess is another one. Sly, Sweet Tooth, Parappa the Rapper, and Radic, the guy from Killzone, I guess. Hmm. And there are rumors that Eco will be in the game as well. Okay. That game looks sweet. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm pumped for it. Okay. Cool. That's all I got. All right, Eric. Why don't you hmm. go next? Okay. This will be quick. <laughs> I've got uh, my first one. Xbox 360 is going to be releasing a $99 console. Hmm. Um, let's see. It's planning to launch a 360 console package with Connect for $99. But the catch is you, you're you going to have a subscription to Xbox Live Gold for two years that you have to pay for, and it's $15 a month. Mm-hmm. Which is a little more than usual. Right. And they, they did all the... Um, calculations to how much you actually save is it only ends up being like 40 bucks because mm-hmm. it's a four gig so it's not oh, okay. even like you know not very much space yeah but i know Corey was interested in getting a 360 so maybe that's would you pay uh, that I, much I, a I, month was that confirmed though because i read that earlier and i thought it was just a rumor no they said it might be as early as next week is that right yeah wow all right maybe maybe i'll do it then would you pay that much a month for xbox gold uh, when you, you would have to. Yeah, you don't have a choice. Yeah. yeah, I guess I probably wouldn't then. No. Yeah. And my my last one, I don't really know a lot about this because I literally just found this before I got here. But um, it's a game that I'm gonna I'm a, kind of excited about. It's called The Unfinished Swan. Hmm. Corey, have you seen it? No. I think you especially would like it. It's a puzzle game. It's only for PS3. It kind of reminded me of Closure. It's like a black and white. Um, thing and you should watch. I'll I'll tweet the trailer. It's like it's very hard to explain. But like you only see the swan's feet walking around through the world, and like you can't see anything until this black blob explodes on the screen and mm-hmm. reveals all the surroundings. Hmm. It's really cool looking. It's a puzzle game. That does sound cool. But yeah, I'll tweet the trailer. But that's just a game to keep your eye on if you're into puzzle games and just like they they said they want to make the uh, the landscape of the game like a fairy tale hmm. and just make you like in wonderment you know what I mean yeah so, that's pretty sweet it looks pretty awesome so. yeah it does kind of sound like closure too you know yeah. what you can't see isn't there sort yeah, of yeah exactly that's it for me alright well take it away um Diablo 3 auction house fees were announced if you're selling commodity like uh, gems and that sort of stuff Blizzard takes a 15% uh, money from the sale item then another 15% on the transfer uh, if you're selling an equipment, you have to pay $1 for the sale, and then the fee is another 15% on the transfer. Wow. So, it's a lot of money. I only have one thing to say about that. What's that? No taxation without representation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are, are you still getting it now, Corey, even though those fees are kind of a lot? Yeah, I'll still get it, but I'm not going to like it. <laughs> I'm just not going to buy or sell stuff. That's probably what I'll do. I'm just going to play the game how it was meant to be played. Yeah. So. Well, part of me hopes I can make a career out of playing it, so... Oh, yeah, so you do want to buy and sell stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, who knows? Maybe you'll make a lot of money, still. Uh, my only other one is Zynga posted an $85.4 million loss for their company. 
Really? Yeah. How much? Eighty-five or eighty-four? No, eighty-five point four million. Wow. Loss. Some bitch. Good for them. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Same here. Maybe they're running out of steam, mm-hmm. which <laughs> brings me into one of my nibble bits. Oh damn! <laughs> that was a that was a hell of a what's it called, Corey? Transition. Trans- Transition. Like Transition. Yeah. yeah, you know, I I, I didn't plan that one ahead. Believe it or a not. Segu? Yes. Segu. Uh. Steam is headed towards Linux, so people with Linux systems can have Steam on it. Sweet. Uh, the computer that is running our Skype right now is a Linux computer. So. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, because it's a very light operating system, so you know it's an old computer. So I put that on it because it doesn't use a lot of resources. Good job. So, yeah, you know, always thinking. Uh, Fable Heroes is available on Xbox Live Arcade. I meant to look up how many points it was, and I didn't get the opportunity. <clears throat> So maybe I'll do that during the break and and say that before before the start of the next segment. And then Calvin Johnson is the of the tr- Detroit Lions will grace the cover of Madden 13. So Woo! I feel don't you just feel bad for the Lions? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't like, get hurt. Just when it's like turning around for him, he's yeah. gonna get hurt. Yeah. Probably, but Dan, that's uh, it's eight hundred points. Eight hundred points. Ten bucks. Okay. Not bad. Not that's bad. the uh, the Madden curse. Right. Yes, it is, yes. Tyler. Yes, it is, Tyler. <laughs> Catching on here. <laughs> okay, so I mean, we have a lot to talk about. That we this has been a lot of stuff that's happened over the past ten days. So, uh, I don't know. Let's start with Corey's move to the city. Let's, um, hear, let's hear about your your move. Yeah, there's really not much to talk about. We packed up my car on Sunday morning, and it probably took us four and a half hours to get here with traffic. Um, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You probably would have said something if you couldn't. Right. Um, yeah, so <laughs> we got here, and it probably took me 15 minutes to unpack my stuff and put it in my room, and then me and my dad got a sandwich, and he hopped in the car and went home. What kind of sandwich did you guys get? Pastrami? We went to the, the bodega around the corner. Uh, a, the bodega. A, uh, the Godfather sandwich, and he got a, a Brooklyn's special or something like that. I don't know. Did you share a tall beer? No, I got a bottle of iced tea. He got a water. All right. But that was it. And then we went out that night to celebrate a little bit. We went to the Keg and Lantern to watch uh, the Predators, unfortunately, lose. Ooh, yeah, that was a tough loss. And then ever since then, I've just been laying in bed doing homework and trying to find a job. So I don't really have much to talk about. How's the job search going? Uh, it's good. I found a lot of things that I could qualify for and only, like, two things that I definitely qualify for and would pay me enough to survive down here. Okay. Um, so yeah, I've sent out a few, uh, applicate or resumes, I should say. Um, the problem is every, everything I apply for, I have to write a separate cover letter for, and that can take yeah. a very long time. That sucks. Especially for me. Cause I like to like spend forever writing things and, you know, make sure it sounds really good. Yeah. So it's kind of been a pain, but no pain, no gain. Uh, after tomorrow, I'm just going to relax for the weekend though. So mm-hmm. get out and see some stuff. Yeah, um, I meant to ask you. I, I know your mattress situation. How's that working out for you? I've still been sleeping on an air mattress. Yeah. Uh, haven't minded it as much as I thought I would. But one of my new roommates has a mattress in the bed that I'm just gonna bogart and use. Where's your mattress? Uh, we couldn't fit it in the car, so we just oh. left it. All right. Can you see the skyline from your apartment? Not from my apartment. Actually, the night the Sunday night we went out, and uh, some of my friends live in Greenpoint. And uh, yeah, I think it's Greenpoint. It's near Williamsburg. 
and uh, Williamsburg is right across the river from Manhattan. So we went up on their roof and had a few cheap beers and checked out the skyline. It's pretty That's special. That's pretty cool. Can we stop talking about this now? I'm hey getting man, depressed. You want to come down and do it? I do want to every day. Yeah, <laughs> but I can't. We can stuff you in here. We have uh, All right, that's uh, it. You guys, five I'm, people I'm, living in here right I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm free tomorrow, so I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are free tomorrow. But aside from Brooklyn, I wanted to bring up the movie Cabin in the Woods. I saw that <gasps> this past week, and uh, I would highly recommend it to anybody that likes not just movies, well, not just slasher movies, but movies in general. I think it's a, a really great movie, and uh, if you have the, the least a bit least bit of interest in seeing it go do it because i loved it uh we we've been talking about going to see that actually yeah hmm. it sort of uh transcends the the slasher horror film yeah kind of puts a modern spin on it so does it check it out planning on it hmm. we also had Corey's going away party on friday night oh yeah we did oh, that's that was right. fun it's been so long yeah that was uh, fun uh we were at we went to uh bobby's a local bar um, I pretty much sat by myself the whole time and watched the hockey game. <laughs> I tried to come over and, and hang with you as much as I could, Dan, but I was so drunk I couldn't focus on the hockey game. That's okay, game. and I was super focused, so yeah. I, I was oblivious to what was going on around yeah. me. Every, like, ten minutes I'd look over and see you sitting there, and yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go sit with Dan, <laughs> and I'd lose my focus. And then you're, you'd be like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get a slice of pizza. And then next thing you know, you look outside, and John Jones pulls up yeah. in his Bentley with his brother Art. Oh, yeah, was that it? was crazy. A Bentley? Yeah, they had a Bentley. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we got quite distracted. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, I neglected to go <laughs> say hi to them because I was watching hockey. <laughs> I totally went and said hi. <laughs> well, not to Art. Art seems like he's more of a ladies' man. Oh, uh, okay. Well, John has a girlfriend. Yeah. But uh, I shook John's hand again. He's yeah. a nice guy. Yeah. So. He walked right by me, and I didn't even say anything to him. <laughs> I was Billy had hockey. quite a conversation with him, it seemed like. No, he didn't. Wow. Compared to the rest of us. No? Not really. Yeah, I wasn't there. I was watching hockey. <laughs> so. Okay. Eric, why don't you go ahead? That's all you had, right, Corey? Yeah, that's okay. all I have. I no, okay. Well, I had uh, another weekend of drinking. Uh, that makes six straight, I believe, that I've spent at least... 40 bucks. I actually spent 70 this week. Mm. So see if we can keep it going this weekend, huh? Thanks, Will. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, after that, last night, Billy and Tyler and I had tickets to go see the Trailer Park Boys, which is, a, for those of you that don't know, it's a Canadian comedy show. It's a shot lit as if it's a documentary following around three guys, two of whom are always in jail um, for selling drugs and doing drugs and shooting things and it's hilarious. It's yeah. my favorite show ever. So anyway, they do a comedy tour. So we got tickets to it, and we drove up separate from the rest of the group that was going. Where was so it? It was in Ithaca at okay. the State Theater, which mm-hmm. is a sweet theater, by mm-hmm. the way, right downtown in the nice. Commons. And uh, we went up early because we decided that we wanted to go up early because we both all had the day off. We were going to get some food and whatnot. So we went to the Ale House. But before we got there, we're driving. We were, I believe the road sign said 18 miles from Ithaca. <laughs> we're driving along, and we get behind this person just going slow, you know, and we're trying we're trying to truck it up there to Ithaca. Mm-hmm. And I got pissed off, so I was in the passenger seat, and I rolled the window down, and I started yelling at him. I was, you know, you son of a bitch, we got somewhere to fucking be, you know, something yeah. like that. Let's pick it up, yeah. asshole. So Tyler... <laughs> 
laughed. There we go. Tyler got laughing so hard that he blacked out at the wheel. <laughs> Just went right up. I mean, I'm watching this. I didn't realize that he, like, was not in control of himself Not at this able point. to breathe. The car's veering to the right, and I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, well, he's going to grab the wheel. I mean, he's driving, right? Nope. Right up over the curb. Had I not grabbed the wheel, we were headed right to a telephone pole. Really? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was fucking that, done if we me, hit that telephone pole. <laughs> let me explain this. Have you ever, like, stood up and stretched yeah. Yeah. and, like, you get really Light dizzy yeah. and you yeah. can't see anything? Yeah. That's what happened. I was laughing so hard I got really dizzy. I couldn't see anything. <laughs> Just laughing because Eric's making an asshole out of himself. <laughs> so right after I hit the curb... All you hear is woo, 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 blew a freaking tire. Oh, my and This is where I'll jump in. Thank you, Tyler. Wait, wait, wait. We blew a tire. So Tyler is out fucking around at the car with Bill trying to get the spare out. First of all, we couldn't get the fucking jack out, which was a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. Like 20 minutes later, we finally get it out of the trunk. So as soon as I got out of the car, I thought it was funny because nobody got hurt. I was right. laughing. I get out of the car laughing, and I look at Tyler, and I go, how's that for instant karma? <laughs> That person must have heard Eric screaming at him, looks in their mirror, and they see me just fucking smoking. Yeah. Dude, if I was them, I would have just put my middle finger out the window and kept driving. I told my dad this morning what happened, and he goes, oh my god, he goes, if I were that person, not only would I have flipped you off, I would have fucking turned around and yeah. waved and laughed. Yeah. They probably thought Eric was being kidnapped, and he was like screaming for Help! These two guys that are smaller than me kidnapped me. <laughs> oh, oh, that's God. funny. So after like a good 45 minutes to an hour, we got the fucking wheel changed. And then the donut's flat. Yeah, the donut was flat. Luckily, it was a gas station like directly across the street. 10 feet down the road. So yeah, we got uh, there in one piece. And then, not only that, we were driving around downtown in the commons. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Tyler, no. zip it, zip it. Listen. Hold on. No, shush. We're driving around in the commons, and all of a sudden, like, we're going down this road, and everybody's looking at us like we're stupid. Tyler's driving down a fucking one-way street. Oh, the wrong way. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Just the wrong way. And then, so we're ready for the show to start, and we realize we don't have the fucking tickets. No, we're not going to get into after that. After you... Spe- oh, okay. Specifically told the wife to leave the tickets. She didn't. Oh, boy. Yeah, almost made us late, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. We were on time. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Barely. But the Trailer Park Boys show itself was good aside so from... Oh, I was sitting next to you. It's not like it was that far from you. Wow. The two assholes, one behind us, one in front of us, just... The problem was, you know, you'd think it sounds awesome being in a room full of people that are just drunk and high. Mm-hmm. Bad idea. Oh, yeah. Because there's always those people who think they're the funniest people there. And that you paid thirty dollars to go listen to them make jokes? No. Yeah. We didn't. Yeah. But these two guys that we were surrounded by the whole time just wouldn't shut up, and it made it hard for us to hear the actual show that was going on. Yeah, yeah. And the guy in front of us was jumping all around. You couldn't see him. He was tall to begin with, Dude. so even when he was sitting, I w- he was directly in front of me. I couldn't really yeah. see anything. Mm-hmm. He was ridiculous. And then right next to me was this guy. Must have weighed. 350 just taking up four seats mm. so i'm like in billy's lap for the whole show billy's like get the fuck out of here <laughs> but the show so, was really good it was funny what yeah. did they do um they came out and they they kind of were just joking around acting in character 
Uh, Bubbles did a song on his guitar, and it was it was based around them supposedly hypnotizing the the audience. <laughs> um, so once they, get, it's called the community service tour. So they're supposedly doing community service, telling, going around telling everybody how drugs are bad for you and not to do them. Mm-hmm. So uh, after they hypnotized everybody, including their parole officers that were supposedly with them, <laughs> they were allowed to go and talk about how great drugs and alcohol were. <laughs> so they did like three or four contests with people out from the audience. There was like Ithaca's Greatest Party Girl, who was pretty cool, by the way. <laughs> they, had to, they had three girls up on stage. The first contest was they had to roll a joint. Now, I'm not familiar with this this feat but my friend that was there who is said she did a great job um they had to shotgun a beer they had to drink whiskey out of a bottle and spit it back out into another bottle and fill it up and then bubbles (laughs) said he couldn't let let there be a winner announced without them playing his favorite game bobbing for turds (laughs) so they they brought these boxes out there filled with like granola and put snickers bars in them it was supposed to look like cat litter because mm-hmm. he's obsessed with cats. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and she nice. won all four games very convincingly. And uh, they had a bunch of guys come up on stage and play guitar uh, with Bubbles during one of his songs. He, like, did a solo. It mm-hmm. was pretty sweet. He was really good, it actually. He was real good, yeah. My favorite part, though, was um, they picked two guys to come up and be Corey and Trevor from the show. They picked two guys out of the audience. <laughs> they said they're, like, these two scrawny dumbasses on the show that they boss around. And they're like, all right, everybody stand up. I want to see your wingspan. Let's see how lanky you all are. So they picked these two guys who were perfect for the part. I'm talking like could be on the show. Yeah. Just that good. Every time I looked at them, I was like pissing myself. But nice. No, it was it was a blast. Good. So Sounds cool. Yeah. That was my week. All right. It was eventful. Will. Uh, not having a good week so far. Don't really want to get into it, but. Yeah. Not a good week. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, me, I quit quit my job, one of my jobs. Uh, no, I'm not applauding that for for you, the listener, so I can devote more time to the thumbstick athletes. Woo! Um, Dan's leaving me balls dry. Balls dry. Wegmans. Balls dry. Uh, yeah, it was time for me to move on. I need more time to devote to the thumbstick athletes and to play video games. Um, I'm looking at you know the games that what you know talking about what I played this week and I played maybe three hours of video games. I'm like I can't do this anymore. <laughs> if I'm on a video game podcast, I've have, have to play video games. So uh, I got that going. It was my son's first birthday uh, last week, and then we had his party this weekend. So thank you. That was that was fun. Watching him eat his cake was just the most precious thing you ever saw in your life so precious so precious <laughs> eric and i came up with uh, some new birthday traditions for ourselves oh did you let's not share them with them though let's let's okay. spring it on them Sp- yeah surprise okay. sounds good um and I, I think that's all i did yeah that's all i got so yeah we're gonna take a quick break and be right i'm not forgetting anything am i <clears throat> uh did you music do teasers yes i did that beginning do we say what music? the episode's about oh no we didn't no, we didn't. Oh, yeah. Oh, the episode is going to be a host choice episode. We all have a topic that we want to discuss uh, involving video games. So um, we're kind of going to surprise each other with our topics, I think, for the most part. So <laughs> we we have no idea how this is going to go. Plus, one of our members is being Skyped in right now. So, Right, Corey? Which one? Uh, Will. Yeah. Uh, Will's in Australia hunting a, ro- hunting a ruse, <laughs> eating Vegemite. Might as well be. 
So yeah, we're going to take a quick break and be right back. Oh, music, Corey. Did you get music? No, I just, okay. I just didn't know. Well, we won't have music this episode then. How's that sound? Sweet. All right. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 41 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. As I said before the break, this episode is going to be a host choice episode. So we all kind of brought a topic there, or have a topic that we want to discuss further uh, without even knowing really what each other's talking about. So there may not be a lot of information this episode. <laughs> Will told me what he's talking we'll about, but I can't remember what he said. I don't remember what he said <laughs> it either. It was like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Yes, nice. uh, but Corey, Corey's going to volunteer to take us away first. So what do you got for us, Corey? Yeah, I only volunteered so that I don't have to live up to anybody else. Um, but one of the things we talk about a lot on the podcast is how the video game industry relates to the film industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found a little article on Gama Sutra by Tess Jones titled The Top 10 Things the Game Industry Can Learn from Film Production. Um, so what I'll do without stealing the entire article, I'll just read through the 10 lessons and then we can talk about a couple of them if mm-hmm. you guys are up for it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's hear it. up for it? We have to be up for it. Okay. Um, the first one is never shoot a movie without an assistant director. Uh, yeah, I should say this is for making games, you know, not necessarily like the consumer end of things. Right. Um, lesson one is never shoot a movie without an assistant director. Um, I mean, in games, it's the design- lead designer and there's like an assistant designer. Yeah. Uh, lesson two is films have a lengthy script development process. I think that's something that a lot of games are lacking. Um, lesson three, story equals concept. We can get into that a little bit more after I read these. Uh, lesson four, golden time film versus crunch time in games. It's basically, you know, crunch time in games is towards the end of a game's development when they have to get everything in by the deadline. Yeah. And uh, golden time has the, the equivalent in its own way. Lesson five is post-production is half the film. Lesson six, everyone gets a script and script page changes every single day. I don't necessarily agree with that one in games uh, because there's no... Well, there are voice actors, but it's acting isn't to the extent that it is in film. Right. Uh, lesson seven, great and plentiful food motivates. I couldn't tell you what that means, but we'll talk about it. Lesson eight is have... One clear creative director, which I think is another thing, especially a lot of the AAA uh, blockbuster games lack, is a single creative designer. Yeah, because you'll they see try a to game bring too like uh, Braid and Lim- you know those those really artsy fartsy games, and you can tell they had one clear artistic vision. I'm trying to think of any AAA games that have that, and I, I can't think of any. But even in the movie industry, you know the bigger films don't have one creative director. It's the director who was hired after the third director was fired, you know, and yeah. everybody's notes are all jumbled up and, you know, there's no, no single clear vision. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Then you get a movie like Pearl Harbor. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> lesson nine, delegate, delegate, delegate. I think that just means, you know, assign people their duties. And the final lesson is lesson 10. You can't fix the story in the cutting room, which is true to a certain extent. Um, but the biggest one I want to talk about was the lesson three story equals concept. And this is something we talked about on the podcast before is how, uh, a lot of times game, you know, there's two schools of thought games are solely about the gameplay and story doesn't matter or story is the most important, important part of the game. And the idea of story equals concept 
kind of says that the, the whole ar- that whole argument is flawed because story is just part of a whole game concept and gameplay and stuff like that is built off of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I can't I can't think of a specific example at this point. So what do you guys think? You, you anybody have any comments on any of those? Well, yeah, I mean, I because I, we talked about this a lot with Mass Effect, right? I mean, the the comparison of a movie and a video game. Oh sure. Um, yeah, you know, Mass Effect. I don't know, like, because you know, in a video game, you're obviously a lot allowed to go a lot more long form than than a movie. A uh, movie has to be more concise for the most part. Right. Uh, so that I mean, that would that would apply to the the the. Um, which one, which one that would apply to? Well, I think no, I'm getting off say, topic. It's interesting that you say that, <laughs> that, you know, movies and TV and stuff have to be more concise because a game that I played today actually is the Walking Dead, uh, game. Yeah. And they're doing the episodic structure. And that's kind of interesting because you think of how TV, TV shows are distributed and in general, TV is a, uh, more worthwhile medium to, to make money and sell your product. And uh, if games are going to adopt that, I mean, that's that's another case of the games industry mimicking uh, film and TV. Do you, think, be, do you think that's because of advertising? TV, that could, why TV does that? I mean, I purchased uh, the Walking Dead game. There's no advertising in it, not that I know of. But you know, part of the whole part of the whole beast is just building up hype, and you do that episodically, right? You know, by, I, uh, I'm not. I, I mean, we'll talk about the game more specifically when we get there, but. I don't know. There isn't any, any advertising. But, yeah, that's a good point for TV, that, well, that it is all about the advertising. But in games, I, I see it more as a hype machine than anything. Right. Well, I don't even even necessarily mean advertising for the product itself, but, you know, uh, TV is the moneymaker because of the, adver- you know, advertisers buying time during uh, popular television shows. But, yeah, like you said, that goes back to, you know, the hype of, you know, what's going to happen next episode, you know? I mean, a lot of people tuned into Lost because what was going to happen next episode, you know, it could be something completely different than, and then you know, when you t- finally totally... figured out, they didn't know what was going to happen next and you quit watching it like me. <laughs> right. Exactly. So is that kind sure. of what you're kind of what you're talking about, Corey? Yeah, exactly. Just, just, I mean, and, and that's, this is even from the, the consumer end of it, you know, we're consuming these things right. and we're starting to consume games in the same way we consume uh, movies and films. Look at a game like journey that just came out. I mean, yeah, it's cheaper, but it's also only two hours long. Right. But it's also a more concise experience and in general, and in my opinion anyway, a better experience because of it. And we always talk about getting burned out on games and why we don't finish games. And part of it is just that they're too long. Yeah. And if we're going to spend all that money for these games and not even beat them, what's the point? You know, I'd rather spend $15, $15 and have a wonderful experience with a game like Flower or Journey or, you know, Limbo or any of those other games. And I think episodic gaming is just trying to capitalize on that mentality a little bit right and do you think um like some of the bigger games uh are starting to get into the episodic like dlc type of thing like uh almost like you know skyrim you know you get your you get your bulk game and then you get like your expansions that come out every couple months or whatever you know yeah you you think they're they're trying to go for that that model yeah, that's that's a good point. I didn't think I never or thought of that. Kingdoms but. of Amalur is another one because that yeah, they've they had, released them pretty frequently. Yeah, they've had two, two already. Mm-hmm. To me, though, it's it's kind of a different situation because those are content built within a huge game, 
and it's uh, the the game. The smaller games are built from scratch um, to be short right. little experiences, yeah. and the bigger games don't necessarily have that built into it. Right. And I mean, I haven't played a ton of DLC. You guys can probably talk about it better than I can, but I haven't played any type of DLC that can compete with the experience I've had in some of the smaller independent games. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't have the experience with uh, smaller games that you do, but you're right. Yeah, I can't. That's I can't think. Of, I can't think. Of, <laughs> I can't think of one specifically. Yeah. I have that experience too, Corey, with smaller things. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think? Um, I, I hate to bring up Mass Effect again, but uh, people, a lot of people, are blaming the the problems with it, especially in the ending, on the changing of the like creative director. It, you know, for the first two games, it was one guy. And then for the last game, it was someone completely different. Do you think that's that's part of the problem? Was that you know this this new person came in with a different creative vision? vision I think maybe it would have to be considered part of it. Yeah, I mean, everybody... I mean, I mean, yes and no because at the same time, you know, he was given his own game. I mean, not his own story because it's a, it's a greater, but it's also like it was his own game. You know what I mean? Right. And he's supposed to make the most of it, however he can. Yeah. Um. Granted, he he may have done that, and some people would say that he did make the most of it, but other people who didn't like it would say, no, he blew it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, So I don't know. I'm trying to, like, in the Lord of the Rings trilogy or something like that, I'm trying to think if, you know, say Peter Jackson didn't make the last film, what we'd get out of it. Right. Would it be better or worse? Well, Star Wars, the three old Star Wars movies all had different directors, and they all had, like, distinctly different feels to them. And that was... Yeah, but at the same time, it was one cohesive experience. Yeah, yeah. So, Do you so think... who knows? I, it's I mean, it's just another example of the parallels that exist. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to draw more and more comparisons to each other now, too. Now that I think maybe video games are becoming a more valid form of expression, you know. Sure. Yeah. So. In um, going back to the changing directors and stuff like that, I know the Hunger Games director isn't coming back to direct the second film. And a lot of people are like, oh, man, that sucks. But my reaction was good. Like, he didn't, to me, he didn't shoot a very good film. Right. And I'm not alone in thinking that. I mean, but at the same time, he started something that is going to be a huge moneymaker down the line. So I don't think, you know, a, a single creative vision matters for a whole series of games. But for one uh, individual, well, not necessarily even individual experience, but one game built from the ground up, it right. does. Yeah, I, I, see what, I see what you're saying. That, may, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, I like I said, I didn't have enough. Uh... Corey, what was the one you said about being well fed? Yeah, um, let's talk about that one because that one doesn't make any sense. I think it makes so much sense. <laughs> let me see if I can call it up. I know let I have it on. Let here. me tell you, nothing makes me happier when I go to work, and it's Employee Appreciation Day. Oh, and there's free food and in the back. And there's free burgers and hot dogs and chips and cookies. Yep. You know what? That does drive a good business. Uh, it was great and plentiful food motivates. Yeah, I'm always did, in a better mood at work and want to work more when did I'm they mean free that food. Did they mean it literally? They meant it totally literally. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah Eric nailed it. Okay. I agree. And, and I agree that, with that, that though. That's a good point. But at the same time, how often does it happen? Not often enough. Well, maybe that's why it's great. Yeah, but <laughs> I see your point. But like more than twice a year is probably acceptable, don't you think? Oh yeah. Yeah, I would like yeah, once I mean, a month, once every two months. Sure, still be well, special that's, to that's, me. That's uh, like a, I don't know. We had to read some book. I can't remember that. It was called Drive: The Surprising Truth Behind What Motivates Us mm-hmm. for one of my classes. 
and they talk about like never reward your employees or never don't reward them frequently. Yeah. Um, and and that's kind of what we're talking about because once you the more you do it, the more they'll start they'll come to expect it. Yeah. And when it's not there, they'll they'll be angry. But yeah, no, I think I think like you said, a, a couple times a year, you surprise them with it. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. You got a long long night at the office, spending eighteen hours straight coding a game, and surprise them with a pie and some cold sodas. Pizza pie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were there any other ones that you wanted to chat about, Corey? Um, well, I, I was all excited when I read this article, but I didn't have enough time to really prepare and read through it. But that's the story um, of our lives so far. I mean, that's why I quit quit my one of my jobs. Yeah, tell me about it. More thumbstick athletes time. Uh, well, we I did mention films have a lengthy script development process, and I don't think that's necessarily a requirement for games. Um, I mean that kind of goes back to the whole story equals concept thing. If you have a good enough concept, the story doesn't. The story will will kind of make itself. Um, in in script development, I mean, script development for film is totally different because, like I said, there's live actors and yeah. it's not just voice re. I mean, blocking is a huge thing. And like a lot of the movies we see today, they are updating the script the day they're shooting it. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily buy that. Although I will say, some some video games can benefit from a better script. One of them I am talking about later, okay. The Walking Dead game, but oh. yeah. Other than that, you know, well, look at a game like Call of Duty. Like, it's one of the most popular games ever, and I don't think they put much work into the script much. Yeah, yeah, definitely you know? they don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of times they even hire uh, professional scriptwriters, like you know Hollywood scriptwriters. But they always, the old saying is nothing in Hollywood is written; everything's rewritten. And I kind of feel like in games, a lot of times. They'll write something, and uh, there there will be no revision to it, or you know, a, a short little editing session, but nothing nothing lengthy like it is in film. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No seventh eighth drafts. Yeah. Okay. That's how it feels anyway. But we can move on. Sounds good. You full full of the topic. Yeah, that's good enough for me. Okay. And this is this is one of those topics that I'll or you know articles I'll hold on to and bring up at a later point. Yeah, I was gonna say we'll probably discuss that more at a, at a later time. All right, uh, Will, why don't you go ahead? Since me, neither neither me or Eric can remember what you wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine is about timed DLC mm-hmm. uh, or exclusive, <clears throat> and I see the reasons for it. You know, making money and. Sometimes it's easier for a game to be developed on a do you specific mean, console. Do you mean like Call of Duty map packs? Like, is that timed DLC? Is that what you mean? Yeah, by Call of Duty DLC? map packs is one. Skyrim DLC, Fallout 3's DLC, New yeah. Vegas's, all that. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 mm-hmm. DLC, <clears throat> and those games are multi-platform games for a reason. So, like, they make it for all the consoles and everything like that. So I don't understand why they would. For a developer, like kind of hold out on DLC for oh certain systems for certain systems. Like usually the PS3 is Isn't the one. Skyrim's coming out earlier on Xbox. Yeah. I think it's I think it's exclusive to Xbox at least at first. I think for a month. Oh, yeah. is it a month? I think so. Okay. So yeah. if you're making a game for the, all the platforms, I think you should be able to be able to support the like the DLC for all the consoles and yeah. all that stuff. And like for example, day one DLC for like Mass Effect. Right. You know, yeah, I yeah. think that's total crap. That a PS3 can't get day one DLC. I don't know if, if uh, From Ashes was from 
day one for PS3. I don't know. Um, I know in Skyrim's case, like Xbox paid a lot of money to, or Microsoft paid a lot of money to have exclusive rights to the DLC right off the bat. Yeah. Um, so that was that's probably where where the you know Bethesda was trying to make a little extra Some money, extra little a little extra clink. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that's I mean that's exactly what it is. It's what, all it's all about the cash, which yeah. kind of sucks for the gamers that care about that for the ps3 gamers yeah and another problem i have with it is for a game like skyrim that ran bad on the ps3 for most people and then <laughs> yeah. they're not getting dlc now they're, now they're getting shit on even more yeah they're not going to get the dlc when it comes out for xbox ps3 well, that's, that's the whole point for them for uh microsoft to pay for it is you know people will see that and be like man i should just get next box next roll around yeah, yeah ps3 gamers the few the proud I'm not that proud. <laughs> I'm not proud either, Corey. I and, wouldn't even call myself one. <laughs> and uh, I read a lot about uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 DLC. Uh, I don't remember which one it was, but a lot of people said that Microsoft had paid Rockstar to develop this DLC and just sell it on the Xbox 360 yeah. and not put it on PS3. Yeah. Which, I don't know, Like I don't have a PS3, so I don't care as much. But I was just thinking about like the PS3 gamers that don't get that. Yeah, but that. look at it. As if you're a PS3 gamer and you're looking over there at Xbox, and you're like, "Wow, Microsoft really wants like people to buy Xboxes." What is what is Sony doing? You know what I mean? It's good. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's that's not that's more like, "Hey, good for you, Microsoft. You're trying to put some out there for your your yeah, people your only." Games, you know, yeah. the only uh, game that I saw gamers. was PS3 excuse, exclusive was Battlefield Three. Yeah, had exclusive content. Yeah, it came out earlier. Yeah, only earlier. Yeah, so. They did release it for Xbox. Yeah, that's what yeah. I eventually they end up doing after right. a couple months. I call it a map packs. Like, uh, PC is just now getting, like, the first yeah. map pack I saw. Yeah. I asked my friend about that the other day. I know uh, one of the reason for the problems with Skyrim on PS3 is a lot of games that were developed, you know, developed for, like, PC initially. Um, the Xbox hardware is a lot closer to a computer, so it's a lot easier to do a port from PC to mm-hmm. to Xbox than it is for uh, PC port to PS3. So okay. there might be like extra testing time involved with that too. I mean, yeah, that that might slow it a little bit. Like yeah, for developing right. certain DLCs yeah. for certain games, they'd rather put it out early on something that is easier is for easier, them, yeah. and then take time to refine it yep. for the PS3. Yeah, so that's, I mean that could be part of it too. Yeah, I, I don't think that's necessarily the case for Skyrim, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I know some games have the, it's a little more difficult for PS3. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't really have a problem with it, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with the day one Mass Effect yeah. DLC more than I do, like, yeah. somebody getting it before somebody else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you get it eventually, who gives a crap? Yeah, that's true. But even, even so, well, I don't even care, because if, if Microsoft pays and Sony doesn't, then fuck them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you don't want to fork over yeah. the cash. Yeah. Quit being such a cheap ass. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't think it's the kind of thing where uh, Bethesda says, you know, give me give me $5,000 and you can both have, you know, day, or the DLC for your game. I think it's more of a case of Microsoft approaches Bethesda yeah. and says, hey, you know, we'll give you all this money yeah. if we can have exclusive DLC. Right. And Bethesda can say yes or no. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, Sony, I don't think... If 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 Bethesda agreed to that, then they couldn't say to Sony, you know, if you give us some money, we can give it to you too. That's I mean, that's just the way it works. But um, I wanted to say when Will was talking that the whole point of DLC is to kind of extend the life of a game. 
mm-hmm. and to get more money out of it. And it kind of goes back to what I was talking about a little bit with uh, episodic content. And I kind of like envision a world where, uh, you know, you have your huge tentpole $60 games. And then rather than all these studios trying to churn out games just like that, you know, you have, like I said, your huge tentpole game and then a bunch of episodic games to go along with it. And depending on people's reaction to it, you know, you can keep the series going or not. I got to say, I think that would be awesome. I agree. I think I would be way more apt to beat games. Like if I could sit down and play chunks at a time. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. It, so you get your Skyrims, your Call of Duty, yeah. uh your Mass Effect, your Gears of War, and I mean those all come out throughout the year, but you know all that other $60 crap that nobody cares about doesn't happen and it's just all episodic structure, episodically yeah. structured games. I yeah. Think that'd be cool. Yeah. I I think that'd be cool too. I mean, yeah, and, and that's what DLC is trying to do, so yeah. why not? They should at least, yeah, at least try it out and see if it, you know, people don't like it, then it won't succeed, you know? But mm-hmm. Sure. Plus, like, every week, maybe, or however often, you're, like, getting pumped, you know what I mean? Yeah, for the new new chunk. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. New episode like, of my favorite video games coming out this week. Yeah, it's like, okay, uh, thir- this Thursday is the new Walking Dead, and then Friday the new uh, NHL whatever thing is coming out and you know yeah yeah predators just scored yeah i was gonna say was there a score there was a rousing fist pumping going on in the room (laughs) (laughs) they need this win they They do need the next one too i should say too if i ever trail off or get distracted it's probably because i'm watching hockey that's what happened to me earlier so it's not a must win but it's a highly recommended win yeah it's pretty (laughs) much a must win i'd go with must win here (laughs) it's fucking very highly recommended win yep <laughs> so, okay. Is that all you want to talk about, Will? Yep. Okay. Eric, go ahead. Okay. Uh, my topic is actually going to be um, Black Ops 2. Oh, mm-hmm. God. You know what? Whatever, Will. You're going to buy it, so oh, don't even don't fucking even... give me that. I know, I know. Uh, it's based off of an article by Sean McInnes, um from GameSpot. It's called The Five Biggest Surprises About Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Um, and then a little subtitle is there is there still room for creative creativity in call of duty treyarch hopes so so i'm just going to give you the the five biggest surprises the titles of them um it's set in the future and the past which means it basically the one in the past picks up where the last one left off with frank woods who was believed to die right I think I don't remember which character. Yeah, was. they thought he died. You yeah, s- you s- you just spoiled it for me. Well, it's everywhere. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so I'm not gonna play it anyway. It yeah, I know. So uh-huh. yeah, so Frank Woods uh, picks up with his story, and then you know the Call of Duty games always have like two things going on. Yeah. So the other one is set in the year 2025. Whoa. Which, um, if you watch the trailer, which we're gonna talk about later, um, there's a lot of pretty sweet weapons and droids and uh, robots that aren't being piloted. Looks pretty sweet. Drones, yeah. Yeah, it does look pretty cool. Um, and there's a there's a picture of a crumbling Los Angeles. Looks like the battlefield is going to be in the old U.S. of A. in the future here. Um, it has branching storylines. It says so. It's not quite as linear. Mm. Um, the he doesn't really say that it's going to have a lot of decisions for you to make like Mass Effect would, but it's going to be. At least a little bit more oh, decision. He has to say a little more open than. Like, he's, he has a good quote in here. He says, Ideally, this method of storytelling will be more nuanced than just kill all the men, get the good ending, versus kill most of the men, and get the slightly worse ending. 
<laughs> so, like, you may not beat all the missions. Right. You know what I mean? It yeah. Won't, it won't just go, like, if you don't kill this guy, it's not going to go to a game over screen. Right. It's going to have consequence, hopefully. Oh, okay. That'd so, be cool. Yeah, right? I think that's that's a great move for them. Um, it's occasionally a real-time strategy game. And what that is, is there's going to be a mode called Strike Force, which is, like, they say it's they're kind of going towards a more hands-off sandbox experience, is the way he puts it. Where you can you can either play as the character, you this isn't multiplayer with other people. It's only AI, so you can either play the one guy that you're being, or you can control all the armies like a, like a real time strategy mm-hmm. and have cool. them go attack stuff from above. Um, Predators have scored again. <laughs> hey, so gay, fuck yeah, yeah. Um, SK. Yeah. So and all all the multiplayer stuff is going to be set in the future. Which is cool. That's pretty cool. I'm. I was wondering if they're ever going to do a futuristic Call of Duty. Yeah. Um. It has a villain that Treyarch wants you to care about, and he compares it to like. Um, they're actually having the guy. I guess his name is David Goyer. He's a screenwriter for uh, The Dark Knight, with the Joker, who everybody liked. I guess as a villain, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. like he kind of cared about him. Yeah. Um. He compared it to that, and compared it to Tony Soprano. How oh. he pretty much was a villain. Right. But, like, he cared about him. Yeah. Because, like, you could see his point of view almost. Yeah. Um, and it's more more influenced by eSports, I guess. This is something I didn't know about. Um, Modern Warfare 3 was completely, like, taken off of MLG because they wanted nothing to do with it. Right. And they, I guess, Treyarch is going the complete opposite direction. Mm. They want that to be, like, a huge part of their thing. That's like when uh, Infinity Ward made Modern Warfare 2 not have dedicated servers on... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, PC. Mm-hmm. Everybody was in like a rage in that, and then Treyarch made their next Call of Duty and had dedicated servers, and everybody loved that. Yeah, they're they're saying like they want it to be an awesome spectator game, and not just something that you can play. But they they like the idea of people making videos of playing the game and people watching them, like yeah. like in Halo, kind of. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So they, they're going to try and make it more spectator friendly. Hmm. Um, so what do you guys think about all that? Honestly, it sounds pretty interesting to me, and the trailer kind of looked cool. I was hoping, Dan, that like this would be maybe you'd think about playing it. I might think about playing it. I can't guarantee I would want to play online, right, right, but right. well, one of my questions was going to be to you, Dan, like what would they have to do to get you and Corey to play? Well, I mean, I already like the fact that it's futuristic because uh-huh. I, I I prefer the science fictiony type of shooters. I right. like Halo. I like Gears of War, um, Mass Effect. So that I mean, that right there is is already a benefit for it um i don't know i yeah i mean that like i said i like the the futuristic type of stuff better than than the present day i i think that it's cool that they're trying to do the branching off of the story but to be honest with you i don't think it's gonna be anything spectacular right I don't think it's going to I was going to say, haven't difference. they done that in past games Eh, No. no not really because if you don't beat the mission you don't go on Oh, like I thought you, I thought you said uh, the branching off of the story. I mean, like, oh, if you fail, the story is different than if you. Right, 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 right. Oh, okay. Yeah, something like that. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah, yeah so do I. Because that has they has that been done in any other? I don't think so. Type of game. Well, the only problem with that is how many people you know if they don't succeed at whatever objective is there are just going to accept whatever story happens to them, knowing that. I mean, I don't know how the endings are going to work. I don't know if there's going to be a best ending or not. Right. Um, but, like, how the, you know, if if I fail a mission in I, Call of Duty, I might want to just replay it just so I can beat it, you know? Well, you're going to have those people, but personally, I think that's cool. Like, it's, 
It's like, well, shit, you don't always succeed at things you do in life. Especially if you have it on really hard difficulty and you just can't do it. I mean, because how many times would you die during (laughs) not complete an objective during a really hard mission? There's a mission I remember. I don't remember which Call of Duty game it was, but it was a sniping mission where you're up in a really tall building really far away with somebody. I think was Soap McTavish with you? Oh, I played. That was Call of Duty 4. Okay. My favorite one. Yeah, um, this is a good one. So, so you're up in the building and you have to snipe the guy with the wind and everything. Think about how hard that would actually be in real life. Yeah. A lot of times you're not going to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But let's say you miss and it's like, well, now they know you're coming for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it should have an effect. Yeah. Which I think is a cool idea. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree that it's cool and everything. I just feel like, you know, Call of Duty Gamer and the, the shooter culture in general is is one of like mastery of the game and i mean somebody like you or i eric i'm talking to you or you know any of you guys in the room would probably accept you know Mm -hmm. whatever happens to us but i just feel like especially the way they do um like think of a halo with the the legendary stuff and and all the, the skulls and stuff like it's it's who can do this the best and be everything Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just feel like you know that's such a huge part of of the culture of the game that I'm not sure it'll work. Well, it'll you know the the people that like you said that Matt like to master the game aren't going to care either way, but it right. might draw in someone like me who likes sure. the different outcomes, or you that likes the different outcomes, and sure. we'll want to see maybe all the different endings. You know? Yeah, and I mean that yeah that's one of the reasons why we're critical of the game, but it's also like creativity is a reason why people who love the game critical of it you know right. and are that type of person and I, for them i don't think that's really an answer again i mean I, we'll have to see how it's implemented because we don't have all the details but right i don't know just just my two yeah. points I'll, I'll be paying attention to it personally i don't think they're gonna do a very good job with that stuff right the, I, I don't know i just don't think they're going to because i have such a negative view of call look of on call of duty to begin yeah. with even yeah. though i always buy it yeah <laughs> well, i'm i'm also gonna tweet um Another article from G4.com, G4TV.com. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by Adam Rosenberg. It's mostly because of the videos that are in it. It's guys that were uh, involved with making the game, and they're talking about how they feel weapons in the future are going to have an impact on their game. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Hmm. So I'm going to tweet that, too. I'll have to read that. Yeah. It's actually mostly video. Oh. It only it only comes out to like ten minutes total, and there's like oh, five fun. separate videos. So I'll watch it. That sounds cool. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought those were all cool ideas, and would finally be something a little different with Call of Duty. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the trailer, I thought looked pretty fucking. It, it cool. did look pretty sweet. <laughs> I have to agree with you on that. We're gonna talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's my topic, Dan. Cool. All right, well, mine isn't so much a topic as it is a proposal. Whoa! Um, yes, I, w- I will marry you. <laughs> Not that kind of proposal. You know what's funny, Eric? What? I said the exact same thing you just said, but my microphone was muted. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, weird. Aren't you guys brothers? Yes. We are from North Valley, though. Yes, it's normal. (laughs) It's very normal. No, but I want to start a Don't Vote 2012 campaign and uh, featured around Halo 4. People should play Halo 4 instead of going out and voting on Oh, that's right. It comes day. out that day. Yes. <laughs> I'm in. And I want to start a movement slash campaign where people don't vote and, and, and play Halo. You want to get our listeners involved in this? Well, yeah. Saying? I mean, uh, you know, if 
if if you'd like to be involved, yes, absolutely. I'm in, Dan. Okay, you already know that. Yeah, well, I, I feel like we'll have more of an impact on uh, pol- politics in general by not voting than by by casting a vote for giant douche or turd sandwich. Yeah, for yeah. another <laughs> douchebag, no matter what party you're you're with. Yeah, exactly. So I, I I've been trying to flush out some details for it, but um, I just wanted to get uh, get people's opinions on that and see what you guys think. Well, I think it, I mean. For me, yeah, I think it's a great idea. Okay, because you know, politics are just such a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, and video games are awesome. <laughs> yes, I think we'd have a way more fun time playing Halo than we would going and voting for another asshole. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I mean, and I, and I joked that uh, I have a, an excuse, you know, not to go vote, but <laughs> I, I I would have made any kind of excuse not to vote. <laughs> uh, you know, on election like, uh, day, but Halo Four is coming, and now I have a really good excuse I'm not, to, for Halo not to vote. 4. Yeah, plus I'm pumped for Halo Four. Well, yeah, exactly. We should have a Halo Four land party. That sounds great with our listeners. That sounds love great. it, love it. But you guys have to come to us. We're not coming to you. Yeah, yeah, no. Corey has to come to us too now. Nah. You know, I was just I was fantasizing about the whole thing in my head. <laughs> and, uh, I was is that why you're you naked? Know, what is that? Why you're naked all of a sudden? Yeah, no. I was picturing in my head this campaign really taking off. Yeah, and getting <laughs> like, a lot of negative media attention. Yeah, and then that. all of a sudden, like Microsoft has no choice but to push back Halo. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic because of the thumbstick athletes. <laughs> because we're we're a bunch of slacker assholes, and Dan, we don't want to vote. <laughs> is this our money making? Uh, yes, absolutely. Venture. It's our. Uh, I think it's our call. This is our jumping off point right here. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm with you, Corey, and, and having having fantasies about about going on like political talk shows and expo- <laughs> as as this just nerd who wants to play Halo Four on election day instead of voting. And then you get those people who are like, "Well, if you don't vote, you can't bitch." Yes, oh, you can. Bullshit! I can't bitch. But the whole reason I, why I'm not voting is so I can bitch. It's a form well, of bitching that, that I didn't vote. <laughs> I mean, you guys already you nailed the most important part of it. Is you would do more by by having a campaign like this than you would for be just like silently going to the booth and, and voting uh, placing for, a vote, right? For giant douche or turd sandwich. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if, if, to quote if the, South Park, if the purpose is to make a bigger difference, then I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, it's a move. It'll be a movement. I'm interested to hear what Tyler might think about this because he's a little more voty, I think, than we are. <laughs> voty. I don't know. Uh, I have mixed mixed feelings. Okay, well, why don't you share a nah, couple of them? I'm not doing it. Why? Because okay. I get this too pissed off this, every time I try to what, talk about This is what makes good podcasting. I think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, however, I don't want to see our current president get reelected. Oh, yeah. I'm going to no. do everything in my power to make sure that so he So you're going to go not. and cast your one vote? Yes. All right. But... Having said that, but if you do that, you know you can't come to the land party after. <laughs> God damn it, Tyler, you can come. No, no, dude, you can't. What if, that okay. defeats the whole purpose well, of well, our wait, land wait, party. Wait, wait, wait. What if I send in an absentee ballot? Because nobody takes those seriously. <laughs> Does anybody take any nobody voting seriously? Fucking, nobody even counts those anymore. Absentee. <laughs> they tell you they do, but they don't. All right, if you send they an absentee ballot I, and show up pissed drunk, I guess I'll let you <laughs> Deal. in. <laughs> all right all right what if never mind we've reached middle ground <laughs> uh that's funny so if any of our listeners still want to vote they have to send absentee ballot and come drunk yes 
Now that, we need a venue. Now we're going to need a venue. Dan, let's rent out the Endicott Center. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have wine? Oh, we probably need internet access. Oh, wait, we wouldn't need internet access for a LAN party. The, uh, the conference room might work. No, <laughs> we're going to rent out the Endicott Visitor Center. Uh-huh. And I spoke to the woman. You can get an alcohol permit. Oh, It only beautiful. costs $36. That's not bad at all. Perfect. No. That's what's going to happen. As your intern, I will make these arrangements. Thank you. I'm yes. writing them down in my notes. And then anyone that's under, well, I was going to say under 18 and can't vote anyway can come drink with us. But yeah. no, probably not. Only if you have a wristband on. Right. B-Y-O-B. To make you look 21. I'll or still be fake, 17. Fake ID. <laughs> BYOB. That way we're not responsible. No. You'd For the 21 still be responsible. Well, yes and no. Yeah, I can imagine making a lot of enemies for having a don't vote 2012 campaign. <laughs> I'm all for it though. Fuck them, Dan. Yeah, that's what I say too. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta come up with a catchy slogan. Uh, Master Chief, vote Master. Vote I, Master Chief. I like yeah. Eric's slogan. Fuck him, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I think the end of that really brings it right together. Yeah, <laughs> Dan. <laughs> it really ties the slogan together. <laughs> Dan, just fuck him. <laughs> so yeah, that was my that was my thing I wanted to talk we re- about. We no, we have to really do this. Though. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for we it. We can't talk about it. We gotta be be about it. I should go register the domain. Yes. Listeners, if you plan yes. on coming, let the athletes know. Or yeah. even host. You can host your own land party in your oh, own city. Oh, but I'd rather you came and partied with us. Well, yeah, yeah, you could do that if you live in yeah. California or far away. I accept no excuses. They're coming. Yeah. Dan, if you build it, they will come. That's true. If we learned one thing from Kevin Costner. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that was Kevin Costner, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. Corey, Field of Dreams? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, at the very least, it's a little publicity stunt for the Thumbstick Athletes. <laughs> exactly. Help us out. <laughs> <laughs> this is our last-ditch effort. <laughs> Spread the word. Getting super edgy. <laughs> <laughs> We fucking found our edge today, man. We're, we're getting all political and preachy. <laughs> that was a good topic. That's fun. Okay. I think that's everything. Does anyone else want to talk about anything? I don't think so. Nope. Okay. I'm ready. All right, oh, well, you know what we didn't mention? And I don't know if anybody's going to talk about it in news. The whole Xbox uh, potential ban on sales. Uh, that's oh, that's a news, news article for me. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, we're going to take a quick break then and be right back right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 41 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are in our feedback segment. We had a fair amount of feedback this week, too, which is nice. Mm -hmm. So uh, I will start with emails first. Uh, we got an email from Chase, who did say sent you guys a long email, so have fun with that on Twitter. Um, he also said at some point that he doesn't use punctuation. I think he said <laughs> that in the thing. Oh yeah, okay. It says the the as I said, the email's from Chase. It's about uh, Sniper Elite V2, which is a new new Xbox game. Uh, before we start this email, I never put periods, so make your own time to breathe said, okay, I highly doubt any any of you guys thought I should get this sniper game, but I shall warn you now, don't. It was okay at the start. Like a 7.5, I'd say, in a review. Good graphics. I'm on the PC, by the way. 
The combat is fun, and when you kill the bad guys, you sometimes get a get a follow the bullet like kill cam, and can be quite brutal at times, which is nice. But I digress. I like saying that. I was playing co-op campaign with a bud, and we were recording and having a jolly good time. But then we hit this flak tower level, and it was difficult. We are snipers, and we were forced to go through small environments with limited ammo, which is tough. But we were like, whatever. We beat it, and we, and then the game glitches mind you after we already beat it and it doesn't give us the new mission so of course like simpletons we go beat it again and again and it doesn't work i go to single player and it's there apparently after looking around everybody's game glitches up so if you want a good co-op game look elsewhere unsuspecting listener or you'll be as pissed as i am it was 44 bucks by the way uh, so now it's like five on my scale when it was a 7.5 really ticked me off. And it, and to me, it seems like the campaign is short as well because I dumped about three and a half hours in it and I'm almost done. Yeah. And the multiplayer is good, but it has no lasting power. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was long. He says, also my cast is off. Woot. I saw the picture of your foot and it was pretty gross. <laughs> I saw that he was getting his cast off. Did he post another picture? Uh, I posted a picture of his foot beforehand. Uh, no, it was after the oh, cast was off. It. it was kind of like scaly and stuff. Mm. It's kind of gross. Where was it on Twitter? Yes. I'm gonna look. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that's uh, that's from Chase, as I said. Uh, he also tweeted to us that he's probably going to Pax Prime, which we just figured out is in Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. Is that where it was? Okay. Yep. So August that's August cool. 31st. It starts. So that's cool. You have to give us a heads up about that and let us know what you see. Okay. Uh Facebook. Um start with Andy G Rupp uh on Facebook says thoughts on the Call of Duty trailer. Um well we've all watched it. Yep. Um I thought it was awesome. I did too. Uh it looked really good. Yeah, I th- I think the futuristic thing is going to be really cool. Um, I could see myself getting very pissed off because of over overpowered futuristic weapons in yeah. multiplayer. Yeah. I saw, I think they're going to do, like, guns that can charge up before you shoot them. Okay. Which is, you know, I mean, weird considering they're not alien weapons. But, right. Um, yeah, I think the, the trailer looks really cool. I've always liked the, the single player. Right. In Call of Duty games. It's just that it's really short. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Um, I thought that I also thought the trailer looked really cool. Um, I, I'm gonna follow this game and maybe I'll give the demo a try. I'm not gonna buy it outright unless something really wows me between now and, and the release of it. But I, I was impressed with it, so I'll I'll follow it at least. So other thoughts? I thought it looked uh, brighter. It kind of reminded me more of like a Grand Theft Auto, like the colors and stuff, rather yeah. than a Call of Duty game. I could see that. I, I cool. saw some people saying they thought the graphics looked better. Yeah. I'd have to see side by side, but Right. I guess they reworked some of the face models and did some touches up here and there. It's still the same engine, but mm-hmm. they did make improvements. It'll probably be the last Call of Duty game on this current generation, right? Probably. probably. Yeah, probably. If they're Cause, smart. Cuz the next uh the next systems are probably going to be coming out not this fall but next fall. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Hopefully, I'll get my new Xbox then. Call of Duty release title. Probably. Yeah, maybe. Again, again, if they're smart. Modern Warfare 4. Yeah. 
Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I'll be there getting it. <laughs> Same here. I was just going to say you know? that. I'll be right there in line with Will. <laughs> uh, I hate the game, but I'll still buy it. So, yeah. Uh, thanks thanks for that, Andy. Uh, yeah. We we all are in agreement that the trailer at least looks really cool. And, you know, I may I may end up getting this game. Who knows? Oh, that, we'll see. That brings a tingle to my <laughs> tangle, Dan. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Uh, okay, Todd Crowwinkle says, I don't care what's mentioned as long as someone continues to make fun of Eric for liking Call of Duty. Todd, uh, buzz off. Todd, I'm maybe interested in the next Call of Duty, so huh. I'll have to, I'll, I'll take the, the ribbing too. I'm willing to take it. I, I make fun of myself for it, you know? Yeah. You think I, you think I like being like this? <laughs> A bro dude gamer? You think I like that? Uh, Gears Gears of War is apparently a bro dude gamer game too. Is it? Yeah. Did we cover the release of the last Call of Duty game? Were we recording before it was released? Yeah, yeah. we were because it was part of our fall games preview and everything. Yeah. yeah. Were we excited for it at the time? No, but Eric and I bought it anyway. Yeah. Well. Okay. We bashed it and then Will and I both bought it. <laughs> yeah, but you were excited for Battlefield Three too. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> nice. I was just wondering, like, if we had the same excitement for this one as we did for the last one. No, I would say I'm okay. far more excited for this one after watching the, the video and all the, the stuff that I heard about it. So I feel like Treyarch is more willing to take chances. Yeah, yeah, they are definitely. Well, well, you you said you're the a bigger Treyarch fan, right? Yeah, I like the Treyarch Call of Duty way more than Infinity Ward ones. World they, at, World at War was Treyarch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just was gonna ask. My favorite Call of Duty of all time. Yeah. So, I almost want to go buy. World at War and Black Ops One. I'll play them with you. Will you? Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Just do it. All they're right. probably relatively cheap now. Yeah, and get a 3DS while you're at it. <laughs> Just adding on to Eric's gro- <laughs> grocery list of video games that he's got to have. The, well, you have no much, no idea how much money I've been spending on food and booze. Just drop a couple weeks of booze. Well. I could, but... Easier said than done. Yeah, thank you, Tyler. <laughs> Took the words right out of my <laughs> mouth. I should say, too, that these the next couple Facebook things I'm going to read were for, on our our post that we made earlier today, um, and then I have a few others to read that were posts on our wall. I guess I don't even know how, really how Facebook works anymore. Yeah, so. timeline, wall, it, I, I don't know either, Dan, to be honest with you. Yeah, it pisses me off that I don't understand it, and I'm <laughs> relatively computer savvy. Yeah. You know what pisses me off even more? What's that? Is that I use Facebook and I it's probably still don't understand s- still it. Still don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, the next uh, write-in was from Michael Ar- Arterburn. It says, hey, fellows, love the Pokemon episode. Uh, hey, it. Okay, if Eric likes Call of Duty, I would go do a, a frown request. I think he meant friend request. But I'm... On a PS3, I know you already talked about the digital-only games, but I would like to hear more on it. And if any of you do get Armored Core 5, would would like to hear your thoughts on it being a massive team-based co-op competitive style mech game. And then he wrote in afterwards that he said, haha, not frown request, but hey, I've been drinking. <laughs> Haven't we all been drinking at one point? Yeah, we're, we're proud of you, buddy. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Got to love the drinking. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Corey, didn't you ask me if I was going to get Armored Core? I did. It didn't get very good reviews, did it? Um, it got mixed reviews. Like seven. I, I would say, you know, like a seventy percent average yeah. or something. I guess it's one of those games that you really got to be into. Okay. And uh, 
I, I, yeah, apparently it's really deep and stuff in certain aspects, but I don't know. The fact that we had never played mm-hmm. one prior and it, it just got mediocre reviews kind of made me think. It's a mech, eh. mech game, right? Right. So, yeah. so like, it would be really appealing to someone who was into mech games. I think I yeah. have played an Armored Core, to be honest with you. Do you? Yeah. I'm going to look into it. It's only PS3, isn't it? I think, uh... Yeah, it's an exclusive. I think. Well, oh, is not. it? I could be wrong. Oh, look. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's not a game I would probably just go and buy. I'd have to be able to play it somewhere or somehow first. Yeah. Right. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of Steel Battalion. Yeah. Okay. Remember Steel Battalion that had that huge controller for the Xbox? Yeah, it was, you controlled the tank. Yeah, and you had it had, like, 100 buttons on it or something. However yep. many buttons were on the controller for it. It had the specialty controller. It's pretty sweet. They should make stuff like that. I know it only appeals to a very small uh, group of gamers, yeah, but well, still. Well, if you remember when we did our St. Paddy's episode, I the the driving arcade cabinet with the kegerator in the back. Yeah. I barely remember that. I told a bunch of people about that, too. That would be the greatest gift of all time. Armored Core 5 is for both platforms. Yeah. I'm going to look into it. Yeah. Maybe I'll try a demo or something if they have a demo on Xbox yeah. Live. I feel like if they had one, I probably would have played it. Right. But, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh. Okay. What else do we? Where do, are we David? now? Anything else on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Oh, you should share what Ty Davis said. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting up there. Uh, Dave Gardner said, "Ha ha, Canucks and Penguins in the finals." Oh, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I commented and said, "Pretty good insight, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh oh, Andy Andy G Rupp also wrote in. I guess this is is it, this is on our wall, right? Like I don't. It's, it's called a timeline now. I time, guess. Okay. I think. I'm really just not. No, it's not up it's, on my Facebook. I'll show you. It Dan, it's okay. stupid. It's actually no, it's pretty cool. Well, Tyler, but you're a Facebook guy. Yeah, I do. I spend way too much time on yeah. Facebook. Okay. But I won't like cool. it no matter what. No, you will. I, I think. doubt it. No, we won't. Go on, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm relatively anti Facebook, Tyler. Oh, I forgot. You don't oh. even have a Facebook. No, I don't. See, oh, the boy. reason I like the timeline. Bye. Oh, that better Here not have been go. Erat crumpled behind the net. He's been our best we, player. We got a brawl going on in the hockey game. Twenty Halishuk. I don't want to see. He's Halishuk. already missed some games too. Well, I not because he was hurt. He was a scratch. Uh-huh. What happened? You take a big hit on the boards. Uh, he got taken down. Slew foot. I don't know. We're watching the replay of the hockey game for anybody that's wondering. That was verbata, I know it. No, but I was going to say, the reason oh, I like the timeline is uh, you can go back to any specific date and see posts on, on your Facebook from that date. He was tripped, Dan, is what happened. Yeah, yeah. And he flew into the boards. And then Hal Gill went after him because he's six foot seven. <laughs> Good. Okay. Goose was out there, too. All right. Uh where were we? Uh, Andy G. Rupp Andy G. Rupp. Yeah, he said, so I just got done beating Fez, sort of beat it, accidentally because I would get into a set of rooms not wanting to leave until I got everything I could. Which was smart. And went through every door I could and just stumbled on the ending. I had a feeling it was getting towards the ending. 
or I had a feeling it was getting towards the ending. I must say I love the ending, whatever it may have been about. The visuals and soundtrack <laughs> alone were among my favorite as they reminded me of a simpler time back when I was being raised on Sega and Nintendo games. I've been following this game for years, since 2008, I believe. Games like this make me believe that the only hope for innovation and new ideas will come through indie games. Indie Game the Movie covers how there are plenty of fine developers out there and always trying to create something amazing. I really look forward to seeing this movie. Maybe it does inspire more games like Braid, Bash, and Limbo over Call of Duty and GTA clones. Love the podcast. Keep up the great coverage. And he tweeted a uh, YouTube link for Indie Game the Movie, the trailer. So we'll, maybe we'll put put that on our blog post for, for this week's yeah. episode, yeah. if I remember did, to do it. Did anybody watch it? No, I haven't. I, haven't. I completely forgot. I'll probably watch it as soon as we're done. Yeah. Um, I, f- I f- forgot when I after I read it yeah. to check it out, but I, as I said, I'll watch the indie game, the movie, uh, indie game, the movie, the trailer. Yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, I didn't watch it either, though. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll check that out, and thank and thanks for posting that. Andy. Yeah, I Fe- Fez is a game where, man, you just keep getting deeper and deeper into shit. And... Yeah, um, there was an article on maybe Kotaku about it and mm-hmm. how they talked about how we, when you would play a game like that for Nintendo or or like like Andy said, uh, you know, Sega, you would write, you'd make a map. Mm-hmm. And and the the art of those that type of map map making skill is gone because you don't really need to do that for any games anymore. You know, mm-hmm. um, the map's already like right there for you. And I remember doing that for for games. You know, so you wouldn't get lost. You you know map something on a graph paper. And even Corey talked about it when he was uh, talking about Legends of Grimrock. Um, you know how how you could get into if you really got into it, you could you know make your own maps. Yeah. Yeah, and so. and beating or finding everything in each level is the best way to play that game because I, I didn't. I tried to, but I just got like completely sidetracked and just went off all over the place. Right. But yeah, I like his description of the ending too. <laughs> I don't know what. Whatever happened. it may have been about, yeah. <laughs> which is probably perfect. Yeah. Uh, that's that's probably what they were going for too. Yeah. Exactly. But I think he's right on with that. I, yeah. The more the more indie games I play, the more I like them. Yeah. E- even puzzle ones that I'm just not good at, I still enjoy them. Right, because, because it's something different. Yeah, it's so cool, and the atmospheres are cool in them, and the, the music's always better. Everything's so much better about them. I'm always really impressed by the art style. Yeah, oh, it's like, great. Just so good. Uh, and I think of Limbo. I mean, yeah. it was just black, white, and gray, right. and it was just incredible. That's why I'm excited for the Unfinished Swan. Yeah. It looks really cool. Yeah, exactly. New ideas, yeah. love it. So I, I always try. I try to support the indie games. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, Dave Gardner says I'm more than a pretty face. Yes, I listen to the show. And Eric, there's no need to challenge me to hockey. I'm terrible at it, and you would win every time. Thank you, Dave. Challenge accepted. That be. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Being said, when are you guys playing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then last on wait, I, we might have gotten something different uh ty davis from facebook said you guys helped me rekindle my love of hockey which warms our hearts yeah it warms our hearts that's kind of what we were going for yeah that's great i'd like to know who his team is if he has a team yeah definitely. and if he doesn't have a team i'd love to recruit him for the sabers right mm, i don't yeah. know about that well you might not but i know that i would like to recruit him for the <laughs> sabers uh, there's plenty of rangers fans First, I mean, the Predators. Yeah. Predators could use more fans. Sure. They have a rabid following in Nashville, but right. probably not anywhere else. That's well, kind of like Buffalo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, Buffalo probably has more. A little more, yeah. Because they've been around. Fans. Yeah, they've been around since the late 70s. Right. 
people have moved from Buffalo because of the shit economy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would move for the bad weather before I'd move for the but, crappy but coupled economy. with the shit economy. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Point well taken, sir. All right, on to our news segment. Corey, why don't you get us started if you're paying attention? I don't think he is. <laughs> you want me to go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll go. What the hell is he doing? He's just gone. I, yeah, I don't know what happened there. Cool. We have him. We have him on Skype. Not only audio, but camera too. We're watching him, and we're we're not really sure what he's doing. He's out of picture. It looks like he was having a wrestling match w- right. with himself. Um, I, I have two, Dan. The okay. first one's going to be quick. Well, maybe not. If you guys have a lot to say about, it, I really don't. Um, it's titled Xbox and Windows Seven Sales Ban Hits Germany. Um, this came down today on IGN. Yes, IGN. Um, basically, Microsoft is going through a uh, a dispute, a copyright type of dispute with Motorola. Corey, are you back with us? Yeah, sorry, I had to use the gentleman's room. Oh, okay. dear, that was quick. That Go, was quick. Corey, explain what's going on <laughs> with the Motorola and yeah, Xbox. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. You explained <laughs> no, it to it's, me. Uh, it's a patent dispute. <laughs> Motorola owned a patent, um, and they're claiming that Microsoft infringed on that patent, and because of that, uh, the the legal mumbo jumbo going on behind it, uh, it's Xbox sales could potentially be banned in the United States, and I think in Germany they already are. Well, yes, it says it has been. It's being reported today that a German court ruling has granted Motorola Mobility an injunction against the distribution of Microsoft products in the country, including yeah. 360 consoles, Windows 7 software, Internet Explorer, and Windows Media Player. Awesome. Now, do you know if that ban is just until they settle the lawsuit, or is it? can they get a permanent ban? Or, or would Microsoft have to pay damages, I, I and then it's no over I have no idea, with? Dan. Do you know, Corey? They'll settle. Yeah. yeah. They'll my, settle my, a lot of court. And, my, yeah, Microsoft I mean, will pay them a lot of money. Yeah, and they'll say, hey, you know, here's here's $10 million. I don't know, like, there's so much, it's like a, a coming patent war. Companies stock up on patents, and the, the problem with patents nowadays is how ridiculously broad they're written. Yeah, so, so you could f- fit a lot of things under a patent. Yeah, it's almost impossible to not infringe on a patent. And, That's you know, true. if uh, if if a little company infringes on a patent that a huge company owns, they'll probably let it slide unless it threatens their business in any kind of way. Right. Which kind of surprises me because I'm not sure what benefit Motorola has in this other than to get like a hefty paycheck from Microsoft. Right. And there's a a quote in here from a Microsoft uh, spokesman. And he he said that Motorola has broken some kind of promise that they made them that they're going to pursue. Yeah. I I guess maybe they cut a deal at some point. Yeah. was rescinding on that i don't know i can understand like maybe some of the hardware uh patents being infringed on but like video codecs like that's kind of ridiculous i think can you yeah i mean it's, it can be as, as simple as a concept i know one of the big patents was the slide to unlock that um i don't know if uh, apple patented or somebody else patented and r- sued apple or right vice versa, i don't know huh but like it's just a concept as broad as that yeah yeah so that's my first one uh, my second one, which is the one I really wanted to talk about, I actually found this a couple of weeks ago, uh, April 19th. Um, it's by Evan Narciss on Kotaku. It's entitled Disgust and Horror. Uh, it's about the killer in Norway. Oh, yeah. Um, Norway killer's court testimony reveals how he used Call of Duty to train. 
Are you ready for all this bullshit? Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. I am. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this involves World of Warcraft too. Oh Jesus! Nice. Oh, God, this is. Did, did that train him how to how, how to be a, a tank, or he would be the he would be the uh, no the he literally DPS. <laughs> <laughs> just just listen to these quotes. All right. So, according to a a report in the Guardian, I don't know what the hell the Guardian is. I think it's something he may have written. Um, he used Call of Duty to practice target acquisition, mm-hmm. and he trained with a holographic weapon sight. Um, and this is the quote that he said. If you're familiar with a holographic site, it's built up in such a way that you could have given it to your grandmother and she would have been a super marksman, which is bullshit. It's yeah. designed to be used by anyone. Again, bullshit. In reality, it requires very little training to use it in an optimal way. That's complete bullshit. Yeah. If you're going to use it in an optimal way, it probably requires a lot of training. Yeah, yeah. To tell that to the like Olympic target yeah, shooters. right? <laughs> Oh, or, anyone or a can sniper. do it. Like, what are you stupid? Yeah. But of course, it does help if you've practiced using a simulator. He says. Uh, okay. Um, and then the confessed mass murder also talked about World of Warcraft, defending the MMO against claims that it had anything to do with the skills he used to plan last summer's attacks. So he's he's defending that that had nothing to do with it. But the Call of Duty but, did. But he actually. <laughs> It's so weird. He said, some people like to play golf, some like to sail, I like to play World of Warcraft. It had nothing to do with July 22nd. It's not a world you're engulfed by, it's simply a hobby. World of Warcraft is a fantasy game which is not violent, it's just fantasy. It's a strategy game. You cooperate with a lot of others to overcome challenges. That's why you do it. But what he did was, he says that he used World of Warcraft, because he, he moved back in with his mom, I guess, at the time that he was writing this manifesto of his. And he told her that the reason he was always in his room is because he was addicted to World of Warcraft. Uh, okay. When in reality, I guess he was putting together this uh, this manifesto so that, he, that he wanted to write. He used it as, a, as an excuse. <laughs> right, then. so he used World of Warcraft as an excuse to come up. We're, we're laughing because Corey's roommate, my cousin Jared, has just entered our Skype picture. <laughs> is that Jared or is that a homeless man? Uh, it's Jared. Oh, hey, Jared. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he, he basically, like, was using World of Warcraft as an excuse to sit in his room and supposedly train a holographic site and write a 1,500-page bullshit. Huh. Well, I mean, I feel like if you really wanted to, you know, learn how to shoot guns, you just go to, like, a shooting range. Right. Yeah. And, you know, he could have done that if he didn't have video games. And, and like I've said before, like... I understand we don't have the training that the military does, but I feel like I'm a little, just the slightest bit more prepared. Yeah. I, this would have no way made me any better of a shooter. By well, especially yeah, especially yeah. when you're targeting people. Like, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a different thing, like, than shooting. It, it's, it's, you know, fantasy versus reality. Like, it's a different thing to, you know, point a gun at, at at a video game character and shoot it than it is to point a gun at a real person and shoot it, you know? They're two completely different things. I agree. And the last the last quote, which, like, I was like, man, this guy is actually sounds kind of smart. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, the, the prosecution, I guess, asked him wh- how he thought his family that was in the room for this was feeling about it. He goes... Well, they're probably reacting in a natural way with disgust and horror. <laughs> True. At least he knows this is yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, absolutely. He's, yeah, he's going to the loony bin. And 
you know, we're we're standing up for games, but I don't even think like who cares if he used games to train? Well, you know, yeah. he probably you know hunters could have used hunting to train. You know, it's not it's not another reason to crack down on games. No. Yeah, and I, as I said before, I mean, it's a different thing to aim a, a virtual gun at a virtual person and Completely pull the trigger different. than it is aiming a real gun at a real person and pulling the trigger. And it's to think that using thing. a holographic sight on Call of Duty gives you any kind of advantage yeah. is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of... I'm I'm in and out in this conversation, so I feel bad jumping in here. I don't know if you right. mentioned it, but Dan, like you were saying, you know, it's totally different. And one of the ways it is is the recoil from guns. Oh yeah, you know, I I don't know what was he, what kind of gun did he use? A sniper it doesn't, rifle? Doesn't say. Just says that Some he used sort. a holographic weapon sight. Well, what are the Call of Duty? I don't think you could guns? use a sniper rifle with that, could you? Uh, no, probably not. M4A1. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Could be. Sure. But yep. yeah, I I don't know, man. I just I, I realize he is actually himself saying that it helped him train, which makes me want to punch him too. Yeah. But you know, people are just gonna run with that. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, and like I said, who even cares if he did? You know, yeah. that's neither here nor there. He's, he's, he's clearly batshit crazy. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. he's crazy. He's crazy. So. Hmm. Okay. Well, thanks for that, Eric. Yeah. Uh, Corey, why don't you go ahead? Oh boy. Uh, I gotta get it up here. That's what um, she said. Yeah, so I, I again, I didn't have too much time to prepare on this, but uh, one article that caught my eye this past week was on IGN, and I saw it elsewhere. But it was um, Nintendo facing limits as Wii U launch approaches, um, and this was written by Richard George on IGN. And basically, all he's talking about is how um, Nintendo doesn't want to make the same mistake that it did with the 3DS and not having any great first-party titles at launch. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great point, but what the article says is, uh, and I'll actually read a, a quote from the article, there's a limit, there's always a limit to our internal resources, Iwata, the Satoru Iwata, the Nintendo um, president. Uh, there's always a limit to our internal resources, Iwata told a group of investors last week in Japan. The company now has to develop software with the Nintendo 3DS, has to prepare for the Wii U launch, and has to finalize the hardware, hardware functionalities. With these circumstances in mind, if I said that an overwhelmingly rich Wii U software lineup would be prepared from day one, it would be too much of a promise to make. Um, so there you go right there. That's not all that promising. No. <laughs> not at all. It isn't. Um, and, and he says... You know, don't don't rule out a uh, uh, evergreen title, as they call them, like uh, New Super Mario Brothers or yeah, something uh, that'll always the be. Examples they use in the in the article, uh, but the, he does say that they've learned their lessons, and you know, it, it's gonna they're gonna have to do something. Um, but at the same time, they said they're not gonna give away much at E3, so it kind of makes me think. Can you guys come up with any games that would be in the works that would be a launch title that would get you to buy a Wii U? Smash Brothers. Well, already, I mean, the Super Mario game. Yeah. Well, that, that's for 3DS. Oh, is it? Yeah. No, yeah. they're they're coming out with a new Mario for Wii U. They haven't announced anything about it, but they will have one. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I that the, and Pikmin. The one was the new Super Mario Brothers oh, yeah. 2 for Yes. No, there's a Mario and a Pikmin in the works yeah. for Wii U. I, they don't. I don't think they said if they'll be launch titles or not. They're going to they talk gonna about them one. at E3, right? Um, I don't know if Pikmin would be one, but Super Mario for sure. Yeah. Um, like a Zelda, Smash Brothers. Really? I mean, because actually, this is what I wanted to talk about too. Um, 
because I do plan on getting a Wii U. And really, like, if there's one launch game that I want to play, that's that's fine, you know, as long as it's something I will sink some time into. Because uh-huh. there's so many Xbox games that are going to be coming out that I'm going to want to play. Yeah. Um, anything that's multi-platform, I'm going to get for the Xbox anyway. So I'm only looking for the uh, exclusive. So, like, Assassin's Creed 3 is supposed to come out for the Wii U, but I don't care because yeah. I have it on Xbox. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just I, I was struggling to. Call. I didn't know about Nintendo. I guess I missed or not Nintendo uh, Mario. I guess I missed that somehow. Yeah, they made an announcement saying that they were gonna that I, I don't I don't think they said launch titles, but like you know early titles will be a, a new Mario and a new Pikmin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll have stuff at uh, E3 that we can see, and you know I, I do like Nintendo, and I hope they succeed. I just like to poop on the Wii U. Yeah. Actually, there's a list on um, IGN they just put up. The the big E3 games list that they have confirmed that they're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's not actually too many things that I'm too interested in. Super Mario Wii U, Pikmin 3, uh, Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Woohoo! For, for Wii U? Or for... No, 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 no. Okay. This is just overall. That's 360 and PS3. Uh, Tomb Raider, if you're into that. Kingdom Hearts 3D for the 3DS. Darksiders 2, that actually looks pretty cool. Yeah, that's for Wii U. That is, yep. Um, that's interesting. That's that's good that they put that up. But still, I mean, yeah, there's Pikmin, Super Mario, Darksiders. I don't know. It, to me, if it's not Zelda, I guess Mario would do it for me, too. But, again, if that's not a launch title, what the hell are you going to buy your Wii U for? promise of hopefully good later games <laughs> yeah well i mean that's what happened with the 3ds but look what they had to do nobody was buying it right and they were taking such a hit that they had to drop the price to the point where they weren't making a profit on it yeah and it really really hurt them yeah i don't know if they can take another hit like that right yeah yeah it's true well, okay we'll see yeah all right well why don't you go ahead uh, my article is on Kotaku, and it is titled, <clears throat> one sec, uh, Stop Getting So Mad About Video Game Reviews, and it's written by Jason Schreier on uh, May 1st. Uh, it's easy to take personal offense when you disagree with, vi- with a video game review. It's easy to believe dissenting opinions make alter, <clears throat> mask ulterior motives. How could that guy love Dragon Age 2, you think to yourself? That game sucked. EA must have paid him off. Or maybe you're angry about a video game's ending, or a designer's disparaging comments about a Japanese game. Whether the subject, it can be easy and gratifying to get together with like-minded gamers and form a digital mob to take down your newfound opponent, <clears throat> who will go on to forget about after a couple weeks when the next controversy comes along. Um, and they have a quote from Mitch uh, Carpata on a blog, and he wrote... The way so many people default to this line of attack tells me that they don't have anything substantive to say. <clears throat> they just want to gang up on someone. They just want to elevate a similar disagreement into a clash of good versus evil with themselves, <clears throat> radiating pure white light, of course, no matter what garbage they sling because they are armed with the correct opinion about a video game. <laughs> and as I was reading this, I really agree with that because I see with like people post video game review and everybody pounces on it and says that they're being paid off for a game that they don't like, but somebody rates high. Yeah. Yeah. And, I don't know. I don't see why that should bug people. 
You know, wasn't IGN being paid off at one point though? No, it was. Uh, I mean, it was, uh, it was GameStop. Was somebody it? was? Yeah, it wasn't IGN. Uh, it was. Ah, man, it's gonna bug me. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to slander the wrong right team. I think it might have been GameSpot, actually. I think, yeah, I think it was GameSpot. Um, yeah, if you're talking about the whole Jeff Gerstwin thing, yeah, uh, it was Kane Ga- and Lynch too. Yeah, it was GameSpot. Yeah, yeah, huh. and they weren't necessarily being paid off. It was just one of their advertisers, and he wrote a negative review, and um, you know, was was reprimanded for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. Um, I mean, I I've gotten mad about certain reviews i think uh uh adam sessler's review of skyrim or was it was it no No, kingdoms Kingdoms of amalur um i thought i thought he lowballed it you know a lot uh oh yeah yeah yeah. i remember that um i i got a little bit mad about it but not not enough to really care that much other than you know just kind of getting mad about it well but like no not at all he's entitled to his opinion but you know i i like the game yeah well, it's like with the Mass Effect 3 getting a terrible rating because people didn't like the ending. Right. It was I a great th- game. It was a great game. I don't think it deserves a bad score for having an ending most people didn't like. Yeah. The thing that I hated about Adam Sessler's review about Kingdoms was how good of a review he gave Skyrim. Right. And one of the things he said about Kingdoms was it was buggy or something like that. And I was like, did you even play Skyrim? Right. Because the bugs in that were awful. Yeah. And yeah, they were. I mean, Kingdoms had a couple bugs, but... Nothing game breaking like no. Skyrim had, especially yeah. right at launch. Yeah, especially for PS3. <laughs> so, yeah, and they're not getting any DLC nope. early. They they're missing out on a lot of the <laughs> Mass Effect Three stuff too. Yeah, they are. So, okay. Well, that'll do it for news, right? Mm, I believe so. Okay, we're gonna go right into our what we played this week because a lot of us really don't have that much to talk about. So, um. Corey, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Yeah, because you got a project to work on, so. I do, I do. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I actually will probably duck out as soon as I finish talking that's about fine. this stuff, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Run, running short on time. But anyway, uh, I watched my girlfriend play Botanicula a little bit, uh-huh. and after I, I speak of the devil, she's calling me right now, um, after I butchered the my discussion of it last week... Um, I figured I would redeem myself a little bit and <laughs> talk about it a little bit more. Uh, yeah, Eric mentioned that you're woodland critters, creatures of some sort, and you're trying to save a tree. And he was—I told him he was wrong. He's absolutely correct. <laughs> and I knew he was correct. Thank you. But I don't know why I just said he wasn't at the time. Oh, Franzia yeah, told you to say that. You point and click over little things and do little puzzles, and you know my my feelings still stand the same. And I'll repeat this once more that it is like playing a Terry Gilliam animation. But if you don't know who Terry Gilliam is, he is the guy who animated the Monty Python movies. Uh-huh. So if that helps clear it up a little bit, um, another game I played is Lone Survivor. It's I played it on PC. I'm not sure what consoles it's on, but it's like a 2D uh, platformer survival horror kind of game, and it's like it's kind of 16-bit sprites, but it's zoomed in really close, so everything's really pixelated huh. and kind of cool looking. Um, and it starts off, the the character you play is, is narrating, and he says that his name isn't important. Uh, it's been a while since the outbreak happened. As far as he knows, he's the only one left, and that he's almost out of supplies. 
and uh, you start off playing, and you kind of explore this area that you're in, and you realize you're in, like, a housing uh, complex, like an apartment building. And you just walk around and interact with various things and kind of manipulate the world around you to get from point A to point B. You end up picking up a radio uh, signal from somebody in room 203 who tells you to come to them. Um, so you walk around, you have to avoid these. They're not really zombies. They're, like, just husks. Oh, yeah. Mon- monsters walking through the halls. Um and one of the ways I found to do that early on, I assume you get weapons later on, is in the fridge in my little room, there's rotten meat in there, and these monsters love rotten meat, so you have to go out into the hall, put down a piece of rotten meat, and then, like, duck into the wall where it's dark and they can't see you, so they walk, because it's two-dimensional, so they'll walk past you, uh, and then you can go around them. That's hmm. cool. Huh. And there's just lots of weird little cool things. I entered, like, this hole in, in, the, in the wall in, in one of the hallways, and it took me to, like, I felt like I was descending into hell. And it just went on and on and on. And he kept saying to himself, like, oh, this, this is so long. I, there's no way I'm still even in the building. And then all of a sudden you come out of it, and it's like a portal to a mirror in another room. So it's just weird kind of trippy stuff like that. Hmm. Um, I'd, I couldn't tell you the developer or anything, but I had a good time with it. And it's one I'll return to, but it's just a little little indie game. Sounds cool. Now you said this was on PC? Uh, I'm playing it on PC. Okay. I'm not sure if it's available on anything else. Do you guys happen to know the score of the Ranger game? Still 1-1. No. One, one. Still 1-1. One, First oh. overtime's almost over. Uh, power play. So, do you want me to talk about my next thing, or does somebody want to jump in here really yeah. quick and talk about something? No, go ahead. Um, Alright. Uh, the other one I played is Walking Dead Episode 1. And the best way to describe this game is that it's a lot like Heavy Rain. Okay. But none of you guys played Heavy Rain, right? No, but I'm familiar with it. Yeah, same here. Yeah, so you're you're, you're pretty much just playing a playing an interactive story, and uh, you know your choices matter. All the dialogue choices you make and what you do. Um, the first option it gives you when you boot up the game is how you want your display style to be, and your choices are minimal or standard. Uh, I chose standard. But if you choose minimal, essentially what it does is it, it doesn't give you any hints at what you need to do, hmm. which makes it really hard because most of the game is just scanning the scenery with your cursor, finding certain things to interact with. Um, <clears throat> it starts off, you're in the back of a police car, handcuffed. Uh, you're not one of the characters from the TV show. And the guy's trying to talk to you, and you can choose what you want to say to him. And depending on what you say to him changes how much he influences what happens a little bit later in the game. Uh-huh. Um, so he's blabbering on the front, and I just chose to not say anything. He's blabbering on the front, and then all of a sudden you see a zombie in the middle of the road, and you yell at him, and he hits it and swerves and crashes, and you know you have to get up, and you find out he turned into a zombie, and you have to pick up the key on the ground and unlock your handcuffs, and go find a shotgun shell to put it in the shotgun to shoot him right in the head right before he gets to you. Um, so if you love The Walking Dead, I think this is a game you'll really like. But if you also like games like uh, uh, Heavy Rain and L.A. Noir, in that you know, you're just kind of walking around in a set scene and scanning your surroundings and trying to find what you need to interact with to advance the story, then I think you'll really like it. I was going to say, is it more like an interactive comic instead of a game? Yeah, it, it's a lot like that. And okay. 
the graphics are a little bit like Borderlands. There's a little bit of cell shading going on. Oh, okay. Nice. So it looks really cool. And um, I got frustrated at some points trying to figure out what I needed, what I was missing as I scanned the surroundings with the cursor because I spent like 15 minutes just walking back and forth trying to find stuff that I couldn't find. Eventually I found it, um, but it was just one of my one of my little annoyances. <clears throat> um, at the end of the episode, though, I won't spoil the story too much because that's kind of what it's all about. Um, at the end of the episode, it displays the choices that you made compared to all the other people that have played the game. Oh, that's hmm. cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and most of them I was uh, with the majority. There was only one choice I made that I was in the minority, um, and it was to choose to save a certain character or another. There's, there, there's a couple times in the first episode anyway where you have to choose between two people which one you want to save. Um, I always, of course, thought I could save them both, but that's not what happens. You know, you choose one and the other one dies. Uh. So, but right away, right away, all the choices you make in dialogue and stuff have pretty substantial uh, outcome within the first episode, even. Okay. And at the end of the first episode, it kind of teases the next episode. I'm not sure if I'll buy it or not, because like I and it was kind of weird. Like when I first started playing it, some of my roommates were in here and we were just laughing at how kind of silly it was because your guy but the, the character you play he kept he keeps falling down and he's like really clumsy and it was just a little too much you know like he had to trip and fall on the blood so the uh the zombie encounter was more more close call than it needed to be mm-hmm. so it was just kind of contrived stuff like that um but again like i said if you're really into heavy rain there are characters from or not heavy rain if, you, if you're into, really into the walking dead there are some characters from the tv show in the game so if you're really into it, I, I think you'd enjoy it. Okay. Wait, which characters? Uh, Glenn is in there. Oh, cool. Um, and I think it's his voice, too. Sweet. Because it sounds a lot like him. Uh, there's a character called... Is it Herschel Green? Is that his name in the show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Old man. I think he's in the game, too. Um, yeah, and in the first episode, I mean, there's that scene in the in the forest early on after you, the cop car crashes, and then you go to, like, a suburbia place and then you're on a farm and then you're in like a city so you cover a lot of ground and there's a lot of different things to do um but yeah i I would i would score it mediocrely okay well give it a try especially your fans like you liked it and then you said it was mediocre yeah just because i said like the the few times i had those issues where i couldn't find what i needed to do next it really ruined the pace of it yeah and it, i just got annoyed and like i said some of it felt a little bit contrived the, if i didn't like the walking dead and if i didn't like heavy rain and those kind of games i probably would have hated it how much was it uh it's five dollars for one episode or you can buy all the episodes you can pay for all the episodes in advance for 20 bucks and there's five episodes so you'd only save five dollars okay. if you bought them all I think I might buy it and try it. Go for it. Give it a try. And if you like it, then you got to play Heavy Rain. I mean, you have the PS3. That's the game to get for the PS3. Yeah. I've heard that from multiple people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you, Corey. Yeah, I, I'll be uh, listening in. I just might not say anything for the rest of the episode. Okay, that's fine. All right. Well, I'll be, I'll be here to say goodbye. Okay. All right. Sounds good. I might chime in if I have something important to say, but... Okay. Yeah, get All your, right, thanks, guys. Yeah, get your project done. All right, peace. All right, who wants to go next? I'll go. Okay, Eric, have at it. Um, I played some more Trials Evolution. I got, I think I got all golds on another set of tracks. 
I actually unlocked the hardest set of tracks, which I can't remember what it was called, but they're fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, not only do I not know how I'm going to beat some of them, I don't know how I'll ever get a gold medal on them. Okay. Just, like, the craziest inclines and, like, you have no sort of momentum at all and, like, oh Yeah. You just got to hit it perfect. And it's ridiculous. But... Some, that's something what, to aspire to. Good. Yeah, you know, that's how. That's why it's a good game. Yeah. I still really like I played it a lot again. Not not too much else to report, but I did, did get another set of gold medals, so that was good. Nice. Um, oh, I got the achievement for beating the game, too. I'm not really sure how I did that because I didn't beat everything. But huh. I don't know. Whatever. Cool. It said I beat single player. <laughs> hey, thank you. Thanks. According to clap, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> anyway, um, the only other thing I played was I downloaded the uh, Euro Tournament DLC for FIFA. Uh-huh. Um, it was getting kind of mixed reviews because there's some bugs with it. Um, the only bugs that I've experienced was it did freeze on me a couple times, which was annoying. And I've had issues um, trying to connect to multiplayer games a little bit, where it will just tell me that nobody's playing, and I'm thinking... Well, this is the most popular sports game of all time. Yeah, somebody's, there can't be nobody somebody's playing, playing it. it. Yeah, you know, at least one. Um, but aside from that, I love it. Uh, they actually, it feels a little different than the regular game. It actually feels a little bit better. I can't really explain to you how, but it does. Um, I love, I love any kind of tournament where it's country versus country to begin yeah. with. Oh yeah. Um, and get the that, way get that national pride. Yeah, going. yeah, yeah. Even though you can't be the U.S. because it's a Euro tournament, it's right. still, it's still like I. Like Ireland. Right. So I picked Ireland for my, my tournament. Uh-huh. Um, and how it works is when you play online, it's set up as, as, as a tournament bracket. So you start off in a group stage against three other teams, and you have to play all three of those teams who are also people playing online. It's not the computer. Right. So I picked Ireland. I ended up beating Spain, who's the best team. I beat the Netherlands, who's the top probably three team. And I tied Denmark for some reason because they're not a good team. Right. <laughs> um, and Ireland's not a very good team either. They're okay. So I won my group, and I went on to the, the quarterfinals. I beat Spain again to go to semis. I beat Denmark again to go. Is the game over? No. No. I beat Denmark <laughs> or uh, the Netherlands again to go to the finals, and then I lost in the finals against Germany. 2 nothing. Okay. But... That's really cool. I love how they have it set up as a tournament. It's not just playing a game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's another really cool mo- mode called Expedition where I get, you have to play something like 150 games to beat it. You have to play each country and beat them three times. And, like, you earn players off of their roster by winning to upgrade your roster. The only thing that sucks is you can't pick the player that they give you. Right. Which pissed me off. Yeah. Because, like... It's giving me shitty players. I'm like, I already have players that are better than them, even though my players suck. Yeah. So, but that being said, I love it, and I'm very happy with the, the download. Nice. Yeah. How much was it? It was expensive. It was at least twenty bucks. Okay. Wow. Twenty. But it's a substantial download. Right. Like, I mean, there's the expedition mode will keep you busy for a long time if you're mm-hmm. gonna play it. Right. And the, you can play the tournaments over and over and over because yeah. you eventually you'd like to win one. You know right, what I mean? Right. 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 So and it keeps track of how many you win and all that stuff. Nice. So I know my friend Jeff was to the finals last I heard. He had two really ridiculous comebacks. He got down by like three or four goals twice and came back and won. Really? Uh, Which doesn't happen really in no, soccer. Not much. So he yeah, he's I don't know if he ended up winning or not, but yeah. 
That's all cool. I played, I think. Uh huh. All right, Will, what'd you got for us? I played nothing, really. <laughs> Will, you're on a video game podcast. I know. I no, just... I'm with you. I have I haven't had a lot of time to play video games, but that's all gonna change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Oh, come on, Tyler. You should be happy for me. I was I'm able happy to for you, but I'm break bummed free. for Eric and I. Oh yeah. This sucks. I do feel bad for leaving people. No, especially, especially Eric. <laughs> Because I would talk to Eric yeah. a lot. Uh, I only played I played The Witcher two. I don't really have that much to talk about with it, um, other than I really like the decision making in the game. Um, the decisions are a lot more shades of gray and nuanced than like a, say a Mass Effect, which is nice because you really don't know how when you're making a decision about something how it's going to turn out just from you know what little information you're given right at the beginning. Whereas a Mass Effect, you can kind of tell. Um, a lot of even a lot of dialogue options made it so that you could tell if it was Renegade or Paragon. But uh, The Witcher is definitely a lot more shades of gray. I did fail some missions because I made some some bad decisions when I was you know trying to help people uh, without getting too you know getting too much into it. Uh, I still really love the game. Uh, I hope to have it beaten by next next podcast, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm really trying. Uh, the only other thing I played was, like, uh, maybe two hours of Final Fantasy VI. Oh, hey. Uh, yeah, I, for those of, that have played it, I just finished the opera scene. Oh, perfect. Um, which is classic, and I still remember all the lines from the opera. I I couldn't recite them without even thinking about it. Can you sing it? Uh, no. Will, will I can't sing. sing. Mm, maybe, I can't sing. Maybe. I am the darkness. There it you're is. You're the stars. <laughs> That was Corey chiming in. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. Uh, so good, though. So good. Uh, you really can't beat that. That's one of the better moments in that game. So mm-hmm. so that's where I am. Uh, that's all I played. That's all I had time. Like I said, uh, I, have one, I have one more week of work, so I should have a lot more time after that to to play games so nice that'll be nice yes i'm actually probably going to be for the first week that i have off i will be a hermit slash <laughs> couch potato slash alcoholic oh i boy. think it's going to be the fucking awesome the mix, mix yeah you'll so. be living our dream yes exactly you exactly. know what they say dan fuck them dan yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's right. Oh, good stuff. So, oh, uh, one thing I wanted to mention, actually at the beginning of the episode, and I forgot, we had our highest download day yeah. uh, so far. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, thank you, China, and our Skyrim episode for that, because <laughs> most of them were Skyrim downloads from China. So uh, China skyrocketed into the second most downloaded country other Did than it? the United States. That's, yeah, That's probably a good thing. Yeah. China and then the United Kingdom is third. Huh. The United Kingdom was in second. So okay. yeah, oh yeah. Man. United Kingdom being a group of countries, although Ireland was counted separately on that. We have some Ireland downloads. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so where do you where do you know who it was? Makes me proud. Who? Dogba. No, that's Ivory Coast. Oh, it's Ivory Coast. My bad. <laughs> Didier Drogba is from the Ivory Coast. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. The football player. Yeah. Uh, what else did I want to mention? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're going to be ordering anything from Amazon, please use our search window. Uh, definitely, I've, I've heard you have to clear your cookies before you do it. 
Um, otherwise, it'll remember. It's, I don't know, it's something weird. It stores all your login information, and clicking through our window won't do anything. So, yeah, clear your cookies on your browser, and then even, you can even bookmark uh, Amazon through our thing, and it'll, it'll you know, like it's a click-through whenever right. you click on that link. So do that. Uh, we're going to be work, trying to work out the kinks of our Skype thing here. We're, we're actually already brainstorming some ideas on how to make it work better by making us all visible to Corey and uh, have Corey be visible to all of us. So, so we'll be working on that in the coming weeks and we'll let you, we'll keep you posted. Um, it's, I think it worked out pretty well. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. bad. Today. A few connection issues. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah. My internet connection's garbage. I gotta, I gotta do some working on that. Maybe I'll call Time Warner and bitch. Dan, do it. I should. I love that idea. <laughs> because really, I should be able to run Skype without having uh, audio weirdness. Right? Yeah. But you, you know what's know? crazy? What? It's me again. Um, <laughs> the the internet here is eight megabytes up. That's pretty good. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's like point eight. You know, at home yeah. where where I had internet anyway. Quit bragging. Oh, you're at your apartment. Yeah. I was gonna say, mom and dad have a really fast internet connection. Well, no, like here it's like 14 megabytes down, but upload speed is 8 megabytes. Oh, upload speed's really good, too. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that is really good. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's the highest I've seen. Yeah, mine's not. I mean, for home internet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Optimum online. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Does anyone have anything they want to chip in? Uh, yeah, Corey took all his Werther's with him. Oh, Bastard. dang it. We'll have to get think... another package of Werther's. Yeah. I think did... we ate them all, actually. We did eat them all. Did you mention Twitter and No, Facebook? I didn't. Um, yeah, our our Twitter is at capital T, capital S, athletes, like thumbstick athletes. Um, you can follow us. Uh, just go to our webpage, and they're all there. Yeah. Um, our Facebook is facebook.com slash thumbstickathletes. Our website is www.thumbstickathletes.com. And you can follow our Twitter from there. We have we posted our individual Twitters on there, and our Xbox Live gamer tags are on a post someplace on the website. Oh, I wanted to mention that uh, one of our listeners, it's Ryan, uh, Ryan Holmes, I think it was. He he uh, bought Trials Evolution and sent me his gamer tag. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's pretty good at it. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's beat me on a lot of tracks. Really? So you have some he's competition? He's the only, only guy other than my, my one friend, Paul, who's just ridiculous at that game. Right. I, I don't know how I'm going to beat a lot of his times. But okay. Yeah, Ryan's pretty good. Good. Glad to yep. hear it. Someone, someone to push you to get better. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Oh uh, well, yeah. I think that'll well, do it for. I think we should demand a voicemail this week. Yeah, let's uh, demand it. Actually, Chase tweeted us and yeah. said he was he thought about doing it. So Chase definitely sent us a voicemail. Do it. Uh, we don't like the sound of our own voices either, really. But we, you know, you get used to it. But Chase, fuck him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plus, he does uh, video. He does the let's play videos. Yeah, he so. said that he's like, I don't like my voice, even though I do like broadcast of video games. <laughs> yeah, so send us a voicemail. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So, What's that sound? What? Do you guys hear that sound? No. no. Oh, okay. Press something it's in Brooklyn. Me. Sorry. It's, it's the hum of uh, uh, radiation. Did the Rangers just win? Is the city going nuts? I don't know. I haven't. I've been. I don't know. No, it's the intermission. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna head out. So thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening, to episode forty-one. Ooh. Uh, how do I usually end? I don't even remember. Guys, get out of my basement. No, I, I know that. Uh, but... You say I'm your host, Dan. 
That's right. <laughs> I, I'm watching hockey, so I'm my brain is only uh, about ten percent um, on the podcast right now. So we should also mention uh, tragedy struck in the NFL today. Oh yeah, Junior Seau was found dead. Yes, I always liked him as a player. Yeah, he was a, he was a good player until he went to the Patriots, but that right. wasn't for many years. Right, they didn't taint him too much. No, right? no. I remember giving him a hard time when he came to Buffalo. I was calling him Senior Seau. <laughs> Because <laughs> he was an old man. Yeah. But he always was a great player. 12-time Pro Bowler. Nice. Just, uh, I guess he was struggling with what to do with himself after football. and What what, what happened? He shot himself. Oh, it was suicide. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't hear shot that. Shot himself in the chest, I guess. Oh, boy. That's not good. But, yeah. Sad way to end the show. Yeah. <laughs> if we have any ex-athletes, professional athletes, play video games, man. Just, Just video get, games get good at a video cheapers. game. You can become a thumbstick athlete instead of a, a, a real athlete. <laughs> Good tie-in, Dan. Thank I you. I like it. All right, yeah, that'll do it for episode 41. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.